This is Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. Good evening and welcome to Review and Preview, folks, here on MyWCWP.org and Facebook Live. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside Kyle Russo, Kyle Earhart, Mike Dawes. We'll have James joining us at 9 o'clock for the second hour of the show. Now, guys, it's been a crazy, jam-packed week in sports. Rumors going along in all sports, talking about people getting fired, this and that. But the first thing I want to zero in on is the college football playoff. It is the final day of November, and there's only one team with a lock, and that's Notre Dame because they do not have a conference championship game. They are an independent school. They don't have to play in the Big Ten. They're not a part of the Big 12, ACC. Shout out Paul Lombardi watching our Facebook Live video. Thank you. Um, But let's go over some of the games last week before we go over possible scenarios. Now, Mike, i got to give you some credit. Not only did you write tonight's script, but you also wrote Ohio State owns Michigan. 62 to 39. Way to go out with uh, a limb. I'd be, the, on, I'd be on doing a comment. disservice to the show if I didn't just, you know, if I just lied. It's because like you weren't here last week. Of course. That's why. You know, know always got to be that buy. You know, for an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, you walk in here with a king shirt every week, you know? That is correct. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy you are. Um, Kyle Russo, you are intrigued by the fact that Michigan is now out of the top four. Why? It, I think it makes things more interesting because now you could see Alabama plays Georgia. You know, if Georgia potentially wins, I think that locks them in in a spot. But you also see teams like Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins, who's he, who after Michigan after the Michigan game, he might be the Heisman. He might be the Heisman winner. Yes, and arguably the best quarterback in college football. I think you're 100. percent And right. then you look at Kyler Fuller, who plays for Oklahoma, and if Oklahoma wins their game against Texas, oh, he's nuts. He's crazy. He's yeah. nuts. He's crazy. You see what they who they play? That, that uh, game was nuts. They played West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. 59-56. I mean, look, you give up 56 points and still find a way to win the game. That's yeah. incredible. Were, were the Mountaineers home or? Uh, yeah, they were. Oh. Yeah, well, we West know Virginia. James, James, James wouldn't know that because James really isn't a fan of the name of the school. Yeah, he doesn't As like West Virginia. On last week's <laughs> show. Um, but the one big thing, West Virginia with Will Greer, a top prospect to go into this NFL draft, a little disappointing that West Virginia ends their regular season with three losses considering they were a Final Four hopeful. I don't necessarily think they would have gotten in, but they were definitely top six, top seven consideration with their team and possibly the best quarterback in all of college. But... Um, Ohio State and Michigan, Mike, really talk about this game and how did the Buckeyes get on top early and what does this mean for them in their college football playoff hopes? I mean, every year, every year. Just smash them. We just destroy Michigan. Right in the mouth. It's such a joke. They call it a rivalry, but, I mean, what, when are they going to win a game? Harbaugh has never beaten the Buckeyes since being hired by the Wolverines. It's true. What is it? Is it a bad matchup? Like I just think he's just bad at his job. Simple as that. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you know, he was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers for a while. So that's um <laughs> Yeah. No, but like um, you know, Ohio State they're just they were just so much better offensively, you could tell. They had so many better playmakers. Absolutely. I mean Michigan had no chance. No chance to stop any of them. Well you the know. defense did for Ohio know? State oh, did was they phenomenal. Did I mean they, they they pulled off like two picks like Look, within the twenty yard line of Shea Patterson. Facebook Live, if you're watching both our Facebook Live videos, 
Michigan was the fourth-ranked team in the nation. Ohio State was 10th. They jumped six spots. Well, not not six, no, excuse no, no. me. They, they jumped. Two, what are they now? Six. They're six. They They're jumped six. four They're spots. Yeah. Look who lost in front of them. Washington State lost. LSU lost. Michigan lost. It's a lot of teams that lost. A lot of teams. The, the only... We know Georgia's most likely going to lose to Bama. The only other thing that needs to happen is Texas needs to beat Oklahoma. Right? I said it last week. Ohio State can still get in, right? So, yeah. I have an endless amount of faith that they're going to get in. <laughs> By the way, uh, our Facebook Live poll from last week voted on if the Buckeyes will make the college football playoff. It's biased. 67% of you said no. 67%. Easy answer. The public are idiots. How about that? Said no to the Buckeyes. <laughs> Mike, these are the fans here. Mike, I will admit to you, if the Buckeyes make the college football playoffs, here we go. That will be a fun fact, and you'll be rewarded on the show. I can't wait. We'll get you an Ohio State shirt because I'm sick yeah, of that so Har- Harbaugh is 0-4 <laughs> against Ohio State as Michigan's head coach, for the record. That's the actual stat. Yikes. And, you know, this is the most points in the series history combined, 62-39. to 39. Most points for OSU against Michigan. Excuse me. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself there. Um, so, yeah, that's um, – that's big right there. But let's talk about Alabama, right? Nobody is supposed to touch this team this year. The closest thing to them is probably Clemson, and they're far off, I think. But Alabama becomes the first team, fun fact, since the 1888, not 1988, 1888 Yale Bulldogs to outscore each of their first 12 opponents by 20-plus points. Nobody has come within 20 points of the Buckeyes this season. Yale, that season, back in 1888, outscored their opponents 694-0. to (laughs) Want to talk about a fun fact? Not only fun, but ancient. Add that on there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were taking history here. Neither did I. Speaking of high scores, let's talk about the LSU-Texas A&M game. LSU, what were they, 6th or 7th as of last week? With two losses, they were still in the top 10. Mind-boggling how undefeated UCF was ranked below them. How one loss Washington State was ranked below them. Maybe because they're you know in lesser conferences, but... This game was hysterical. <laughs> it was hysterical. Not only did it go into seven overtimes, but wasn't it... Didn't overtime last like an hour? I didn't even know they were in overtimes, and then well, I turned the game on, and look, there, it was football. It was insane. <laughs> I watched the first three overtimes, and then I turned it off. I just... Because it just kept on going. They just looked terrible. But the funniest yeah. part... Guys, Ed Orderon gets the Gatorade bath at the end of regulation. And what happened? Did they call it back or something? I, I forget exactly what happened. It was like a flag or something. Um, I hate to see it. Actually, no, I, I liked it. It was funny, honestly. Yeah. Oh, because it was fun. Yeah, yeah, no, only, was fun. Only because it was fun. And also, it didn't happen in Ohio State. So uh, really I think fun. they thought they had the game won. Um I forget what happened though. I, 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 oh, 
they thought they had a game-ending interception, and they didn't. That's what happened. And then it went into overtime. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the score of the game at that point was like in the 20s or the 30s. Again, I don't remember exactly. I don't have the uh, stat line here in front of me. Um, But, look, this is a tough loss for LSU. Um, Not really a good season. I mean, you've lost three games. You lost three. And the SEC you can lose. I'll never cut it. Look, you can lose. You can get by by losing one game, losing two. But man, you know. And they. What, what was crazy? If you look at the overtimes, overtime three, both teams scored touchdowns and two point conversions. Overtime four, both teams kicked field goals. Overtime five, both teams scored touchdowns, but not the extra point. Overtime six, touchdowns, and the two-point conversions for each team. Overtime seven, A&M got the touchdown and the two-point conversion, and LSU failed. They remotely failed. The final score of this game, 74-72 Aggies. Silence. <laughs> I mean, look. a lot of points. <laughs> See, you said that LSU had a bad season, but, you know, they, they lost to what? They lost to Alabama. They lost some big teams. And they lost, they lost to, Florida. to Florida. And so, A&M. And A&M. So, obviously, three ranked the, teams. Yeah, so, I mean, the bad season, I guess, yeah, but look, they lost to three quality teams they right there. They did lose to three And they beat Georgia, teams. who was they in the championship Georgia. game. Yeah. So They killed Georgia. They the beat the problem with college football is you just you can't lose. They need to change you the overtime You can't lose. Dawes knows that well enough. His team has yeah. one loss, and they're lucky if they get in. Like, just... They just slipped up for, for a couple hours, and now we're getting punished. I don't like it. I think we should revisit what a loss really is. Ooh. Yeah, how about that? So, yeah, so you actually had a joke about uh, dumping sticky liquid on people. Um, Did I? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you I did. I don't see it on the script, so <laughs> move on. Um, all right. And the other big game, Notre Dame over USC, 24-17, uh, does uh, – so, oh. so, 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 <laughs> something about Venmo here. We have to charge Listen. you Venmo money for this game. Listen, it's it's honestly how pissed are you? It's all your fault. That they only won by seven. It's, it's all your oh, fault. Oh, it's my fault because I texted you for reassurance for the game. I was like, hey, Notre Dame by two touchdowns, right? And you said, lock it in, put the house on it. That's a quote. And they they did I not said win by two last week. Well, you know, around quotes. those lines. Yeah. And Chris was like, oh, do it. You know, his stupid voice. <laughs> and I do it, and then they just stop playing defense into the game. And what a terrible start to the game. As Kyle oh. as Kyle Russo oh. would say, that's a problem. Oh, it's a problem, all right. <laughs> that's a problem. That's a problem. It is. You can't that's that's the big thing with Notre Dame too, when it comes down to it. You saw it last season also. I mean the the last couple games of the season they just didn't look like they wanted to play. They didn't show up. Makes and sense. I thought I was thinking about this game, I was watching this game and I thought, Oh my god, Notre Dame's gonna lose this game to USC. I was hoping I really for it. thought they were gonna wind up losing. What? You said you were rooting for us. Yeah, but then once you give the touchdown early, I was like, I hate these guys. Like, lose the game. Because also that would help Ohio State. But, you know. That is true. That, that is true. If, would help. if Notre Dame wanted up losing, Ohio State They're would almost guarantee have a lot. Guarantee. Guarantee. So, um, this game, yeah, Ian Book was good. He threw for 350 yards. He had the one pick, but, I mean, Chris Fink was amazing. I, mean, I really like watching him play. Drew Tranquil made some big plays. Uh, Ro- Romeo Oquara's younger brother. Julian with the sack. And then Jerry Tillery, man. This guy's going to be a good NFL player, I think. 
they have a really solid defense, and that's what's carried them this season. Well, think about the defense. They dropped the game-ending pick on that last drive. They did. And I don't know who that is. He needs to be fired. <laughs> no, but, but uh, look, like, JT Daniels had a solid game for the Trojans. Look, yes, UCF was only a five-win team. They're five and seven after this loss. But the fact that Notre Dame only beat them by one possession, it doesn't matter because they went on the road into the Coliseum, a very difficult place to play. Historically, Notre Dame has not had a lot of success there. And they found the way. Kyle Earhart, you also root for the Fighting Irish. Yes. And your thoughts on this game? I mean, like I said last week, I knew it was going to be a trap game. It's a rivalry game. Both schools don't like each other. It was a dogfight to the end, but glad we won. <laughs> dogfight. I'm so disappointed and disgusted with the Fighting Irish. <laughs> um, they did find a way to win, and Notre Dame is virtually in. They have a 99% chance to make the college football playoff. So, guys, they're in. They're, they're oh, in. How it's about just this? a matter of where they sit in the rankings. How about this? You Notre Dame fans, you schedule all these ACC teams, but never Clemson. What's going on? Any thoughts? That's that's I, I don't control the schedule. I guess uh, Tom makes the schedule now for the Fighting Irish. So I Tom, mean, could you schedule start. Clemson for uh, next year, please? Oh, Lock absolutely! I'll schedule Lock Clemson. I will schedule Clemson for you. Um. So yes, we are talking about possible scenarios now. We went over all of the big games. The rankings currently sit: Alabama number one, Clemson number two, Notre Dame number three, Georgia number four. Five through ten is Oklahoma. Ohio State, ew, Michigan, UCF, <laughs> Florida, and LSU. Mike, I mean, you're speechless right now. First off, I don't like that Oklahoma is ranked ahead of them. They don't play any defense. They give up 56 points to West Virginia. They have Kyler Murray. That's they fine. scored 59 against West Virginia. What do you think about that? I thought that was a disgusting act of football and should never be played again. A real team gives up 39 points to Michigan, and that's it. I mean, that game was – that's – they're not a complete team. That's why I think Ohio State is better. It's not bias. Don't even think this is bias. Does a real team give up 49 points to Purdue? Okay. Well, we're not going there. I'm not here for a history lesson. Or have okay. a dogfight against Maryland. Uh, they won that dogfight? Yeah. I had to go to overtime. By one point. Again, I'm not Mike, here for a history lesson. By one lesson. point. How does that convince you get blown out by Purdue, you beat Maryland by one point? How do you deserve to be ranked over Oklahoma? Please explain that logic. There is none. No, there is. How? They're a better team. How they so? better players. How so? They said better players everywhere. How so? That that is true. That, that is, is true. true. I mean, Look, yeah, Urban Meyer I'm sorry. doesn't coach for UCF. Don't even just destroyed don't. South Florida, who started the season five and zero, six and zero. They were one of the five undefeated teams left in the country, and they're sitting at eight. Good. I don't like them. Wow. Yeah. I don't care. How about that, man? They're gonna go undefeated back to back years and not even the playoff. So this week. <laughs> Um, there are big games upcoming, and it starts um, this upcoming weekend. The ACC championship game, Clemson and Pittsburgh. That game will be played at Pittsburgh, I believe. Yes, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Number two, Clemson. Guys, does Pittsburgh have a chance? I don't think so. No. Don't think they're so. like 28-point dogs. Don't. They're dead. Bank on it. They are the dogs. Um, other stuff. A game that's not really being talked about is um, the Pac-12 championship game. The number 11 Washington Huskies, Dawes, you picked them, your original way-too-early Final Four picks. They're back up to number 11, so 
Respectable. Respectable. It was Miami at one point. So Against the number 17 Utah Utes. That game will be coming on What's soon, a Ute? I, I don't know. No reference to my cousin Vinny. Utes? Yeah. You tell oh. me you don't know how to spell Ute? I got it. I U-T-E-S? Oh, U-T-E-S? oh yes. God. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Russo oh my God. is okay here on the show. For those of you watching or listening. Was... <laughs> All right. The uh, the Big 12 championship game, number 14, Texas, against number 5, Oklahoma. If Ohio State wants to get in, Texas has to win this game. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Texas beat they Oklahoma? Did. Their Oklahoma's only loss. Yep. But my thing is this. Um, the Big 12 title game... The Tom Herman year two revival. This is something that, you know, Oklahoma is eyeing a college playoff football berth. And they're at home this time around. They are at home. So I don't know how, you know, you want to judge this. Because it's one of those situations where it's like. Well, Oklahoma was actually home for both games, actually. they lost, Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of like when one thing happens, you know, it's hard to, yeah. ha- it's hard to happen again. So wait, these these championship games are a neutral site. Yeah, they should be. They usually yeah, they are. They should Ohio be. Ohio State is definitely well. Oklahoma home. is the home team. I should say. Oh, okay. So most likely, yeah. <laughs> um, Northwestern, ranked twenty first, will be at number six. Ohio State, not at Ohio State, but a neutral yeah, site. No. Ohio State will Same be the percent. home team. Georgia against Alabama in the SEC championship game, a game that all eyes are going to be on. Look. The three big games Saturday are Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, Northwestern, Ohio State. Clemson is in all likely going to beat Pittsburgh by at least two possessions. Utah versus Washington, neither of those teams really have a shot. Uh, Utah in particular, they're dead. They've been dead for a while. Uh, but And also UCF number eight is playing against Memphis in the American title game. Now, look, if UCF beats Memphis, Memphis is a good team. I believe they have eight wins. So if UCF destroys Memphis and everybody else loses, you technically can't count them out either because if Georgia loses, they're done, and they're likely to be done. They're going to drop. Ohio State, if they lose to Northwestern, I'm just saying. Ridiculous scenario. Hold on, hold on. I'm just saying. You're going to tell me like a three-loss Texas team upsetting Oklahoma, knocking them out. Ohio State with two losses. Oklahoma. With two losses. You're going to tell me UCF possibly can't jump in to the top four? The only reason why UCF will not jump into the top four, the reason why they're still at the number eight. No, not even that. It's because the committee has to take into consideration that Mackenzie Milton, the starting quarterback, is done for the rest of the season. They do consider that stuff. I mean, if he wasn't down, I mean, they'd probably be ranked ahead of guys like Ohio State and Michigan, maybe. Yeah, they probably, with an undefeated record with a healthy quarterback, probably. I I just wish they would schedule some good teams not Cincinnati and then act like they're playing Alabama like I want them to play good teams and see what's going on with this UCF team no yeah for sure but but they definitely be they definitely be ahead of at least Michigan if their quarterback was healthy all right I mean I could I could buy that fine so look Ohio State definitely has an advantage because Oklahoma as Dawes and I discussed earlier in the week Oklahoma plays at 12 p.m. noon Ohio State doesn't play till like, what, 7, 8 o'clock at night? Oh, yeah, 8 o'clock. So it's really just them and then Clemson-Pittsburgh as the late games because Alabama and Georgia will be over by 8 o'clock. 
So Georgia will most likely know their own destiny, probably on the outside looking in, unless a miracle happens. Uh, yeah, so I, I really don't see Georgia winning. Because, I mean, with the way, didn't they, their one loss was to LSU, correct? And they shut them out, LSU shut so, them out. Let's think about this right now. I think the three locks are Bama, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Who is the four? Now, my thing is this. Do you value a one-loss team over Notre Dame if they win tomorrow? A team like in Oklahoma. Like, would Notre Dame get jumped in the rankings? Obviously, they're not going to drop out. But could Notre Dame potentially drop from three to four? Yeah. See, you got to play all these scenarios they out. They definitely could. If Clemson, if Georgia winds up beating Alabama tomorrow, Alabama will wind up falling to four. No, they'll wind up probably to three, falling to three. To the three. And then line. Notre Dame will get pushed so to the So, guys, four. do we all agree here that Bama still gets in with a loss to Georgia? Yes. yes since, yeah, since they are four. Yeah. So, yeah. Bama and Georgia would both be in. Clemson would be in. Yeah. Look, if Bama loses to Georgia tomorrow, it's all said and done who the top four are going to be. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all pretty much. Clemson is not losing to Pittsburgh. However, Pittsburgh did give Notre Dame a scare, as they usually do. Yikes! That's that's the uh, that's the undefeated team, huh? Yes, that's all I'm saying. I mean, gotta handle Pittsburgh. Notre Dame is locked. Ohio State is not. Keep that in mind. It's fine. Lock and not. Um, all right. <laughs> Any final final thoughts on these teams and on who is in and who is out? I've I've final thought. When Ohio State massacres Northwestern, and Never Oklahoma. Final thought. Wins by, like, three. Ohio State should be ahead of Oklahoma. Lock it in. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not a thought. That's just what should happen. How about that? That is what should happen. What Kyle Russo. <laughs> Kyle Russo. That won't happen, though. I mean, it's just it's the favor of the right. It's not going to happen. Your thoughts? I just, to be honest with you, I mean, Georgia, I could guarantee you that they will definitely be losing to Bama tomorrow. And I think that Oklahoma and Ohio State are both going to win their games. It's just a matter of who's favored. And I, I think it'll wind up yeah. being Oklahoma. Like, does if Ohio State wins by more, does that have a, a better chance of jumping Oklahoma? Or you think, like, a win and a win and it's set, it's Oklahoma? No, I think that it's it's set Oklahoma because Oklahoma, the loss that they had was against Texas. And I think if they beat Texas again tomorrow, kind of nullifies that win. And especially yeah. because Oklahoma is a – Top twenty-five team. They're, I mean, not Oklahoma, Texas. We They're fourteen right this, now. We discussed this in length for two hours last night. But Purdue's I, not even ranked. I, I mean, want to get to Kyle Earhart's thoughts. Final four. I, I, I'll say it like I did last week. I think Ohio State will find a way in. Sadly, in the top four. Sadly, Urban Meyer, the the committee loves Ohio State. Loves them. They'll be in. Yeah, that's why they'll get in. Of course. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. I think Notre Dame is locked. I think Bama is locked. I think Clemson is locked. And I think the fourth team will be the Sooners of the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> On that note, we're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk the Giants and then the Jets and their awful losses this past weekend. You're listening to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org. Now back to Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. Just blaze. Oh, baby. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside Kyle Russo, Kyle Earhart, and Mike Dawes. To wrap up and finalize our previous segment, the rankings, according to ABC, best chance to reach the college football playoff, 
Notre Dame, 99%. Clemson, 96%. Alabama, 82%. Ohio State is fourth at 49%. Georgia, 39%. Oklahoma, 33%. Okay, guys, so let's get to the New York football Giants. I don't think they're so giant after that loss to Philly this past Sunday. Look, it was a great game, but a typical Giants game. Defense, well, actually, no, it wasn't a typical Giants game because didn't they have a 16 to nothing lead or something like that? It was 16 to 3. It was 16 to 3. Actually, I think at one point it was 19 to 3. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Look, this loss is on Shermer. This loss is on Shermer. Yep. And the coaching staff. I will admit, though, again, you can never blame the game on the refs, but the refs admitted they messed up. They messed up. Barkley was clearly being held in the end zone, which was not called, which was a difference in four points. And then the one play with Odell, which, I mean, you can debate either way on that. But the refs made some pretty poor calls in this game. On both sides of the ball, They really did. I mean, there was a play in which... Olivier Vernon, uh, I think it was Corey Clement, he went to go tackle him, and he face-masked him, and it didn't get called a face-mask. But it got reviewed. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. But the refs were terrible in this game. Pat Sherman was terrible coaching-wise when it came down. I don't understand. How can – I mean, it's just common sense. Saquon Barkley has about 10 touches in the first half running the ball, and he has 94 yards rushing and two touchdowns, and I don't even know how many receiving yards. How does he only get – Another five touches in the second half. Well, my thing is this. You're obviously up. I forget, 19 to I 11. forget what it was. It was, it was 19, 19 to, 11. to 11. You're up by a possession by eight points. You should be running the football a lot, and you should be eating up clock. But, again, you also made the argument last week, Kyle, that the Eagles are without any DBs. They were playing wide receivers at DB. Um, and the Giants should be throwing the ball at least 40 times a game with Eli Manning, but that's not what the offense is built around at this point. And you saw it. The Eagles' secondary was kind of holding their own. you got to give them credit. you got to give them credit where credit is due. Odell Beckham, five catches, 85 yards. That's not an Odell Beckham Jr. game. It's terrible. He should have at least had what 100. What really hurt this Giants offense on Sunday was Evan Ingram pulling his hamstring in pregame warm-ups and did not play. And if you think about it, but between not giving Barkley the ball but you also got to throw the ball downfield on that weak secondary. It just wasn't working. So then, you know, at that point, Barkley only had, what, five touches in the second half? That's unacceptable. Yeah. That's unacceptable. You know, you look at the stats here. Saquon Barkley, I believe he had 100, 142 total yards and two touchdowns. Barkley, on Sunday, became the first Giants player with at least four games of 100-plus rushing yards and a rushing touchdown in a season. Since 2005, and we know who that was, Tiki Barber, the last giant to do that. And I think uh, Barkley may be the the best running back since Tiki Barber. And we're saying that with him as a rookie, because Barkley is near 1,000 yards already through just 11 games, which is incredible. Um, There was a lot of things that went wrong in this game, but I think the real – Tom, we talked about it, and listen, I'm not – hating on him and fully blaming him i'm, I'm reasonable enough to, to realize that it is majorly mainly a part on behalf of sherman not running the ball but i think the whole momentum of the game switched over when eli forced the ball to odell 
because it changed the momentum of the game where that they could have gotten three points, and Eli just throws it up for grabs. They were well within field goal range. Yeah, they were at the 40-yard well line when he threw it. Range. And, uh, and he underthrew the ball, too. That just shows. And Saquon was wide open, too. He was. Yeah. On a 20-yard line. They should have checked down. Wide yeah. open. Um, yeah. Look, despite, you know, look, I understand one of, like, the most well-respected ex-referees actually pointed out, you know, the referees messed up some calls on this game both ways, but the Giants can't let it get to that situation. Riley Dixon also had a disgusting punt. It was like for twenty something yards from the ten yard line in their own uh that is on their own side of the field. Surprising from Which Riley killed Dixon. Them. And with this loss, for the first time in the eighty six year history of the Philadelphia Eagles franchise, they are now tied with the New York Giants in the all time series. With Eagles' 25-22 win over the Giants on Sunday, the teams are now tied 86-86-2. and two. 86 wins, 86 losses, and two ties uh, for each team. That's 84-84-2 and, 84 and two in the regular season and 2-2 two and two in the playoffs. Uh, the Giants actually won. They won the first meeting back, I believe it was in 1933, they destroyed the Eagles, fifty-six nothing. Um, you know, and they never looked back until Sunday. They took a commanding. The the Giants used to lead this series by twenty games. They used to lead it by that much, and you know the Eagles are behind in the Washington all-time series and the Dallas all-time series. But now they're tied with the Giants because since Eli Manning has been a New York Giant, the success against the Eagles has not been there. He's well on their 500 against the Eagles throughout his career. It also seems like every time they're at Philly, they lose every single time. Yeah, except for the last time they won the Super Bowl because of Victor Cruz. Of course. That guy. Um, <laughs> but Ingram pulls his hamstring. Look, other guys got to step up. I mean, look, the offensive line, it was okay. It wasn't great. But what really surprised me in this game was, you're right, Kyle, the poor play calling. Not giving Barkley the ball, throwing the ball down the field. But Ogletree. He's been bad. He has been bad. He's been really bad, actually. He, he can't cover anybody. He's been pretty bad. Where I, I think right now, you look at the defense, really, the good players on the defense are Landon Collins and the three young guns up front in Morrow, Hill, and Tomlinson. Yeah. To I mean, be you completely got, you got, honest. You got some solid guys in the secondary. I mean, Jack we, Rabbit yeah. is still pretty good. Jack Rabbit is still BW pretty good. B.W. Webb has stepped up. Curtis Riley. Grant Haley. Grant Haley. But, but they Ogletree in. is supposed to be the leader of that linebacking core. They and he's been in the gaps, yeah. And he's been terrible. It's bad because it's making B.J. Goodson actually look good. Well, where, BJ, B, where B.J. Goodson is one of the worst starting linebackers in the NFL. B.J. Goodson is actually out this week, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's out, so even better. Who's going to start? Uh, Tay Davis? He stepped up nicely on special teams. He had his first sack. I still think they should have kept Calvin Munson, but we can argue that for, like, years to come. And nothing's going to change. That the Giants' front office management this offseason made too many changes late. And in a post-game presser, look, Eli gave a typical Eli interview, but Shermer was saying when the reporter asked him questions about Odell, Shermer was the one that was saying, a couple of the plays we had run for Odell Beckham, they, they just had him covered. That one play-action pass to Red Ellison, I don't know if you guys remember, it went yeah. for like 20, 25 yards. Yeah. That ball was supposed to go to Odell Beckham Jr. 
and he, quite frankly, was not open. He was not open, and, you know, things happen. And now you're sitting here as a Giants fan. And the season is the season is over. Well, I mean, the only hopes that we really had for anything was almost in anybody's view of why any football fan would have guaranteed that the Saints would have beat Dallas last night. But I've got to say but this. It, going into Sunday, there was a glimpse of hope, and then leading the Eagles 16 nothing or whatever the score was. Was it 16 nothing at one point? No. It was... It was... It was... Uh, no, yeah, it was sixteen nothing at one point. It was sixteen nothing at one point. It, it was, was sixteen nothing yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um, look, there is still the problem when Aldrick Rosas is your second biggest contributor on offense behind Barkley. This is a problem, and Odell Beckham Jr. needs to realize the fact that the future of the offense is Saquon Barkley. The future of the offense is not Odell Beckham Jr. It's not. But my, but my thing is this. People talk about the reason why Pat Shermer is on the cold seat. He's not on the hot seat. Right. I understand it's his first year, and, you know, there's a lot of figuring out to do. But Shermer's fate is going to depend on who the new quarterback is at one point. That's what it's going to boil down to. Because right now, you got nothing to lose with Eli Manning. Well, you're going to lose... Continuously. Well, and look, there's over a 50% chance at this point that Eli Manning is going to come back and start next season. That's how bad they put themselves in a situation. Yep. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm really not. I am 100% okay with I that. I actually, oh it, it makes I me want to throw up a little bit. I am 1,000% okay with that. Another 5-11 and 11 season coming your way. How? How? He's not the reason why we're 3-8. and eight. Tom, he is listen, not the reason why listen, we're three. We're and talking eight. about the momentum of the game switching over. To you know the, the reason why we're three and eight. Do not say Odell because it's not Odell. The, I'm not saying it's Odell. It's, it's the, the poor management, the garbage management, the garbage coaching, and the fact that Eli looked like absolute garbage the first eight weeks of the season. Is that not true? That is that is a fact. He couldn't throw a touchdown for his life. And you know, part of the reason why was his confidence was shot because you have guys running to the sideline and offensive calling line. him out, and the offensive line has been that bad. The offensive line is more of a problem than Eli Manning is. Not o- at this point. Odell Beckham Jr. early on in the season was more of a problem off the field than Eli Manning was on the field. He was called Okay, if he called him out and was telling lies and over-exaggerating 100%, but was he telling the truth? He was telling the truth. And we and keep, what having, we, we what keep having this argument. There's a way to deliver that to your teammates. That's not a leader thing to do. Tom, it let me doesn't ask matter you if you have the C on your chest or not. The let way me ask he you did question. it was not, you know, a good thing. You have no right to do that to a 15-year veteran. Let me, who's been the let leader me ask of you a question. Let me ask you a question. For a decade and a half. If you're Eli Manning, right, 15-year veteran, two-time Super Bowl champion, I'm Odell Goni, right? And I say, here, Eli, here's some constructive criticism. You know what you're going to do with that? You're going to throw that right in the trash and say, I've been here 15 years leading this organization. That's here, not what he's nothing. doing. He's doing this publicly to reporters, and he's, he's calling I'm saying it. If it was your that's, way, if he said, problem. here, let that's, me offer you. That's a problem. He's not going to take that. That's garbage. That means Who? nothing. Eli, you're telling me Eli's not going to take constructive criticism? Not from Odell. Are you kidding me? Why would he, ta- why would he take that? Why? Because why would a receiver he, because, take advice from a quarterback? Because, no. I mean, why would a quarterback take advice from a receiver? Because... My thing is this, and I completely just lost my train of thought, by the way. Because you were ready to jump on me, but you just... No, because Eli is not the type to do that. He, he, he's not the type to do that. He's the, he, oh, okay, it just came back to me. He's going to blame himself before anybody else can. That's why. That's why. Very humble. 
I'm not saying that Eli has not had problems this season. Of course he's had problems. But if you look at his numbers, they're a lot better than last year. They're a lot better than the year before. And they're a lot better than the year before that and the year before that. Should I go any further? What does that tell you, though? What does that tell you? Behind a crappy offensive line, he is still put up numbers. What does that tell you? He is not the main problem on this team. He doesn't throw touchdowns, Which proves my point. Okay. He could, Tom, he could throw for, he could have a 5,000 yard season. How many touchdowns did Phil Simms throw? throw for when the Giants won the Super Bowl back in 86. Not many. We're not in the you, 80s, you though. You don't need to throw touchdown passes. We're in a league league. We're in a it's, league it's where on Monday winning. Night Football... It's not about throwing touchdown passes. We're in a league where on Monday Night Football, the Rams are putting up 50... The Rams are putting up 54 points on the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are putting 51 points on the Rams. We can't win scoring 20 points anymore. That's not the league we're in. Dallas beat a team that won 10 games in a row, scoring 13 points. Killed him defensively. Thirteen. So and plus, what does that tell you? Plus, our very one of our very own Eli Apple. <laughs> Eli Apple <laughs> contributed stinks. to that win. He does what does that tell you? He's so bad. What does that tell you? <laughs> Eli Apple was a bust of a tenth overall pick. That's what that tells me. But, and, it, and it tells me that Eli Manning is still the leader of this team. He's the leader. And Odell Beckham Jr. will never be the leader of this team. Who's saying he's going to be a leader? Nobody's calling him a leader. His he's a contributor. Burn. He's a contributor. He's not a leader. What is? The second Olivier the, Vernon is the second the highest second player on the team. The is he Giants, a leader? The second the Giants lose leader? the game, he is the quickest one to jump ship and call out Eli. He didn't call out Eli. Or jump boat. He I called guess. out the coaching, and very rightfully so. Was he wrong again? No. Was he wrong for calling out Shermer? No. We're here sitting right now saying that the main problem with this loss is because of Shermer and the play calling. Is he wrong for calling him out? No. He should be. This is the problem. I brought it up earlier when we were having the whole discussion about who's more to blame, Odell and Eli, earlier in the season. And I told you guys, Clear, this is the problem. Clearly this Odell. Is the problem. Clearly Odell. This is the problem. If Odell didn't talk, it'd get blamed on him. And look what happened. He didn't talk, and it got blamed on him. You saw New York's very own Mike Francesa. You saw New oh, York's very own. Oh, come on. Come on. Kick That's Odell Beckham Jr. Friend. Kick Odell Beckham Jr. out of town. Are you Are joking? You You're not in half these games without Odell Beckham well, Jr. on I'll your team. Tell, I'll tell you this. Not having Odell Beckham Jr. on the roster would, el- would eliminate a lot of the locker room problems. And, and we a have no lot wins. more guys would step up. We'd have no wins. Are you kidding me? We'd what have wins? more what, wins? What, who would we beat? Who would we? We barely beat Tampa and we barely beat the 49ers. And we barely beat Houston. That's where other guys step up and you find ways to win. That's called overcoming adversity, which is something the Giants have done throughout their history. Oh, when, well, we're 3-8 we're and eight right now. When are we going to start Oklahoma? Look at how many things? games the Giants used to win with wide receivers that were not half of what Odell Beckham Jr. was. Amani Toomer, Ike Hilliard, David Tyree, Steve Smith. They were not half of what Odell Beckham Jr. is. Jeremy and yet they're Shockey. losing more with Jeremy him. That just, Kevin, Boss. I mean, Kevin Boss. And th- that's disgusting. What you just That's disgusting. Odell Beckham Jr. is <laughs> arguably one of the greatest receivers to ever grace a football field, okay. and they can't right. win games. They can't win. I'm sorry, but you can't expect to get 2,000 receiving yards every year. That's what he's expecting to do. No, he's accepting. He just quoted it on ESPN. Tom, the man who literally needs three fingers to catch a football can't get in the end zone. He does it almost all the time. Because of the offensive line in front of him. The offensive line is so bad it makes you think Eli is the major problem when he's not. Does Eli have underthrown balls? Of course he does. Look, the reason why Eli Manning is still playing at a high level when he can, when he has protection up front in this league, is because he's smart. He, when he sees the pressure coming, he goes down because he knows. Eli Manning is the first quarterback to fumble the ball when he gets hit. He That ball is coming out when he gets hit. And, and 
You're smiling and almost to a left because you know we're playing the Chicago Bears this week and Khalil Mack's going to have a feast. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that game. Thanksgiving was last let's week, talk, but he's going to feast. Folks, to, let's he's going to feast this Sunday. Oh, let's did. talk about that game. <laughs> let's talk about that game. It's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Go I'm telling you. You, you're being, you're being. How, how many sacks does Klimak have in this game? You're lying five. to yourself when you say two sacks. He might have. He literally might have five sacks. He literally, he might, he literally might. Now I love Chad Wheeler, but he. This Klimak is my is argument yesterday him. that we had on the phone for about three thousand minutes. Was, was that you? Was that you were saying Eli's going to turn the ball over four times in this game, and I don't think he. A will. fumble and three picks is that not reasonable against the Chicago Bears it's defense? It's not reasonable. It's possible, but I don't think with. The running game that they have, they're not going to have the ball that much either because the defense is going to be on the field. But you're also considering a backup quarterback in this game, a backup quarterback in Chase Daniel. Tom, if Pat Shermer is not going to run the ball against one of the worst, if Pat Shermer is not going to run the ball with arguably one of the best backs in the entire league against a Philadelphia defense that is decimated, Saquon Barkley wasn't even a factor in the second half. What makes you think that Saquon's going to get more than 10 touches against the best defense in the league? Because they didn't give him more than 10 touches last week, and they're not going to abandon the run game. They're not going to abandon the run game. Okay, they're not going to abandon Get 20 touches and get one yard per carry, because that's what's going to wind up happening. He might have one big run, but he's not going to be averaging at least 40 That's where play calling comes into play. You mix it up with the play-action pass. If you can establish run, if you don't, you throw draws. You do little screens. You get Barkley involved in other ways, and that's what they have to do. Get Barkley the ball, whether it's through the air or on the ground. That's what you have to do. Ingram is out again. Okay. So okay. That, is that... That gives so, us less of a chance. Sterling Shepard got to step up. A little 10-yard pass. Red Ellison, Scott Simonson, who, you, who you, you didn't think would make this roster, and he's still the contributor in Week 13. What do you think about that? I think Jarrell Adams should still be on this team. I think that <laughs> I think that we are Not a terrible wrong. team. The season is over. There's no reason to win. We are 2-1 and one in the eight-game season, and it's over. It's over. 2-1 and one in the eight-game season. O- it's over. <laughs> All right. You can't make the playoffs with an 0-4 record divisional. So Matchup. let's talk about let's talk about Chicago here for a minute before we get to the Jets. Trubisky is out. He's had a phenomenal uh, sophomore campaign with the Bears. The Bears are eight and three. They are atop the NFC North, and they might be realistically like in the among the top five teams in the league because you're thinking of who who's who's potentially better than them: the Chiefs, the Rams, the Saints, and maybe New England. Pittsburgh is definitely not better than the Bears. Nope. Especially after their quarterback is calling out receivers. I mean, look, Chicago's good. Chicago is good. See what they did to Minnesota? You, you see what they did to the Lions on Thanksgiving? See what they did to the Patriots? If it, Kevin White literally needed one yard, and they would have won the game. One yard on Hail Mary, they would have won the game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of their uh, defensive players, I think it was Eddie Jackson, just got Defensive Player of the Week for the NFC. So I think he has multiple pick sixes. Five pick yeah, sixes five, in two five years. Pick sixes oh, in two years. Yeah, that's that's the that's fact. A lot. Okay. Yep. It's fun? No, because Elias <laughs> might have another one. <laughs> All right. Um, look, the Giants' remaining schedule, Chicago, Washington, Tennessee, the Colts, the Cowboys. How many games do they win? I see one. Yeah, I see skins. one. Yeah. I see two. One. Two. Yeah. Two. Ooh. two. I see. You, you getting into the Titans game? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. The Titans stink. Tennessee. going to destroy the Jets, obviously. Yeah, Tennessee's <laughs> been uh, struggling as of late. Um, yeah. But look, this is. This is. It's not impossible. Oh to, to win this game. 
Oh, All right. Say your division. What was more? <laughs> yeah, maybe <it's> division. <laughs> no, hold, hold on. What was more impossible? Beating the Patriots in Super Bowl Forty Two or beating the Chicago Bears this weekend? Beating the Patriots in Super Bowl Forty Two. Football is crazy. Tom, Look what the Cowboys did so to the Saints last night. Look what the Cowboys did to the Saints last night. I actually do believe the Giants could win this weekend. I don't. There's no shot. Our defense isn't even good enough to pick off Chase Daniels. Yeah, started but like six games in his entire career. My problem is that what if Chase Daniel is awful? That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. That means that our defense would have to play great. The key to <laughs> Chicago, the the key to Chicago is relying on that run game to score points because you know that the defense is not going to allow the Giants to score many points. They're not. But will the Bears be able to score points? Yeah, defensively. <laughs> wow. I mean, really? It's. I mean. Wow. We're laughing here. <laughs> Khalil Mack averages a forced Whoa. fumble. I mean, we have Whoa. the quarterback who – we have a quarterback in Eli Manning who I'm not – it's not throwing any shade towards him. It's a fact. He fumbles the ball almost every single time he gets touched. That's why when you see people running at him, he goes down before he even gets touched because he doesn't want to lose the ball. Khalil Mack is going to have yeah, a forced fumble if, in this if game. If he throws the ball, he'll throw to Eddie Jackson, and he'll return for a touchdown. So yeah, you're scoring right. points. Yeah, you're scoring points. This is the Bears Review and Preview, folks, here on mywcwp.org. Um, look, again, not impossible, but this is going to be a very tough game. This is going to be an extremely tough game. Not really sure how it's going to pan out, but the Giants are going to give it their all. They play hard. They give it 110. Uh, percent Look, if Ogletree doesn't play, Ingram's out. But you know, not Ogletree. It's Goodson who's not playing. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> but Ogletree good doesn't son. look like he plays either. All right. So let's pick this game. Bears. Seventeen. Ten. Gross. Uh, Kyle Earhart. Chicago Bears 20, Giants 10. Okay. Dawes. I'm going to go 24-20 Bears. They covered a three and a half, and the under hits. Sorry, say that one more time. 24-20 Bears. 24-20. Kyle, what did you have? 20 to 10 Bears. 20 to 10 Kyle Russo, I'm I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> it's I mean it might it might sound disgusting, but it is because that's what's going to probably wind up happening oh, on no. Sunday. Oh no, twenty-seven to six. Six. Yeah, Alger Grossas coming in clutch with our most Yo, he's powerful. Good. He is good. He's <laughs> he a pro bowler, but uh, and James just picked the Bears twenty-one seventeen. All right, James. Oh, of course, James. <laughs> Let's get to the Jets. Uh, oh boy, yikes. At least they're expected to lose. James says he's not <laughs> sure about the six points. All Thanks, right. James. So, the Jets lost to New England 27-13. to uh, They were up 7-0 in this game. Jermaine Curse had the touchdown. They were looking good. And then Brady comes back. That great play to Edelman. Um, I know Gronkowski scored a touchdown in this game. Hogan had some big catches finally. Um, Sony Michelle was look, just untackled. Josh yeah, McCown started this game. Dawes. Kyle, Earhart, what were your thoughts on this game and the performance of Josh McCown? I mean, they were double-digit point dogs, and, you know, they got beat by double digits. I am not surprised. Usually they play them well at MetLife, and they did for the most part. 
what, three and a half quarters? Like three quarters was a solid game. Yeah. And, you know, just the better team just won. Things so, happen, right? Like, I'm not even, like, even a, like a slight bit upset. The only thing, I love Todd Bowles. But oh, his coaching career he is not it. doing well. <laughs> but I love him. But his decision to push the Patriots back instead of a fourth and two, and then they just go to Gronk for a touchdown, was was just comical. And I thought that was that's the end for Todd Bowles. Yep. He's done. He can't. Yeah. He can't recover. He just I continues to so. make bad coaching decisions. Yep. It's not even it's not even about coaching. It's the fact that he's a defensive minded coach and the defense is struggling stinks. almost yeah. every single game. I mean the offense is expected, you guys they just don't have anything on offense. This this is like this is the worst roster in the NFL. Maybe the Cardinals, but I mean the Jets have it can't be worse than the Raiders, come on. You know what? That's a good that's it can't be worse than the Raiders. <laughs> but the uh the Jets, they have what? Two good players? Jamal Adams. Jamal and Adams and Leonard Williams. Jamal Adams is, and Williams. is is Jamal Adams the best safety in football? No. Uh, no. Is he better than Collins? No. I mean, I would say yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say no. I don't think so. Of course. Because Collins, Collins has been to the Pro Bowl twice, and he was an all-pro. It's true. And he makes tackles, like, he tackles backs and receivers in the backfield from the safety position, you know? And for a guy who's bad at pass coverage, he gets a lot of picks. I think Adams is a great technique, but there was a big uh, argument on this on social media this past week um, between the debate between Adams and Collins. Now, I'm not saying they're far apart in skill level at all, but Collins has two years on Adams. To say that Adams is better at this point, like clearly better? No, not clearly. I don't better. exactly think that's fair. I think Collins is has a, a slight edge on Adams right now because he's a little older, and, you know, it's clear to me that Adams is the best player on this defense. It's also clear to me that Collins is the best player on the Giants defense. However, when you look at the other players on the Giants defense, nobody is comparable to Collins. Where I would say Leonard Williams, he's definitely not better than Adams, but you know, there's if you had a pick between the two teams, there would be more of a debate with the Jets defense than the Collins than the Giants defense on who the best player is. I think, um, like Leonard Williams, he hasn't he hasn't done much. No, Leonard Williams has been terrible. He's been, he's been the last really coming into he's this been season. Bad. He's like know. versus the Browns, he didn't he didn't even record a stat. He wasn't even on the stat sheet versus the Browns. He played the full game, of course. He's got three sacks on the season. By the way. It's not good. Chris, out of out, out of all people, picked this game exactly right. He picked New England to win twenty-seven to thirteen. Whatever, you know. <laughs> a, dead, a dead clock is right twice a day, you know. So I'm not even slightly concerned with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's good to get something right once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is good to get something right. Um, but look, the Jets in this game offensively, they just were not there. I, I, I really, I didn't see any sparks. Actually, uh, I worked, I worked, I worked this game during the week, and it was just, it, it was, it was kind of sad to watch, because you know, you know, Bowles' tenure is over. Yeah, he's done. Oh. Thank goodness. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, I mean, Josh McCowan surprisingly did pretty well. I mean, he threw the ball a lot. The problem is, it's just like Isaiah Crowell when they hand the ball off to him. Sometimes he just. He, in the beginning of the season, he was okay. He yeah. had that game for 200 yards. He just he just stinks lately. I, I think he's hurt. He honestly. does stink. Like, uh, like, uh, and then Elijah Maguire comes in and like he gains like f- like four or five. Like Elijah Maguire is much better than Crowell, I think Crowell. personally. That's why we need the Le'Veon Bell. The so uh, no. that's a lot of money. You guys have 90 million dollars in cap. You can't it's give seven. You can't million. give like 
what, $18 million to Le'Veon Bell? Can't do it. Well, can't do not? it? We'll see. Why not? Well, I want them to sign everybody. He's arguably a top five running back, and he's not even playing. I think he is a top five running back. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think so, maybe look, top three. At this point, they need five new look, linemen. So there's no discussion. Le'Veon Bell is going to the Colts next year. That would no, be the, that would be he wants to Texans. play with Andrew Luck. Should, that that would be not hurt. He wants to play with Andrew Luck. That would be filthy. He wants that to play with Andrew Luck. Le'Veon Bell's torturing everyone and saying what he wants to do. Remember TMZ? I'm just saying. Just just TMZ? I think Bell is going to go to the Colts. I really do. As good as Marlon Mack has been. You'd have Le'Veon Bell, Quentin Nelson blocking for him. You have Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton, and Eric Ebron. Oh, my God. That's filthy. Um, I think he should do it. In the defense, another year, you have Darius Leonard, who's already leading the NFL. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so to ra- wrap I'll up New England on this game, the star of this game to me was Sony Michelle. 21 carries, a buck 33 yards, and a touchdown, averaging over six yards a carry. James White was phenomenal, too. Nine rushes, 73 yards. White averaging over eight yards a carry. I go show you, Leonard Williams and that front court were doing nothing. I mean, Leonard Williams is just, he's just a name at this Maybe point. Maybe that's why so they sad. play in New Jersey. Well, well the Giants. The Giants. Giants. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, man. I mean, one New York team is not going to play Davis Webb, and that's the Giants. But the, this Jets team at this point in the season, they no, should. False. They should. Not Do you think they should finish off the season with Josh McCown? No, because no, Sam, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Why, would you, why would you bring back Sam Darnold and risk him getting what? severely injured? What a terrible take by you. Why would you, why, why why would you risk it? Why would you risk it at this point? He already got hurt. Because, why because, because get he's only played like eight games. He needs to play as many games as possible. Because he's not really not that good at the moment. I want him to play as many games right now with this terrible team. And risk before. him getting hurt. What if he gets severely hurt? Yeah, he won't. What do you mean he won't? You just said we need a, the Jets need a five new linemen. Five new linemen. He, and he can't you get severely Ten. hurt? They all need new backups. That's true. <laughs> um, no, he can't get because he's Sam Darnold. Okay. No, but it's a slim chance he gets really, really hurt. So, I mean, I think you got to keep playing. I mean, that would be ridiculous to play Davis Webb, a bum. You really think? Again, how, I mean, how do you even yeah, know that? Yeah, you don't know because, if Davis Webb's good or not. Listen. I talked to Todd. He said, this guy stinks. <laughs> what does Todd know? Todd's not going to even have you a job with the Jets point. next year. Todd probably doesn't even yeah. know if David Webb is good or not. Uh, speaking of jobs, we have a job here, and that's to pick this game. So let's uh, oh, let's Titans. get to the Jets-Titans this week. Look, Tennessee comes in a poor performance on Monday night against Houston. I mean, the offense, you're looking at this team. It's basically Marcus Mariota, two average backs, and Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis and a good receiver in the name of Corey Davis. But other than that, their offense is not great either. Tennessee, they should have beat um, – who was it they were playing in London? Was it Carolina? Jacksonville. Uh, no, Jacksonville. No, it was the Chargers. No, it was the, the Chargers. 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 They should have beat the Chargers in yep. London. But Mike Vrabel goes for two. They had all the momentum. They kicked the extra point, and it goes into overtime, and I think they beat them. But they, they, they didn't. And, guys, the reason why I'm bringing that up, since that moment, it's gone downhill. I mean, they beat the Patriots two weeks ago, they three did, weeks ago. Man, like, they easily. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> NFL is crazy. So, all right, let's pick this Jets game against the Titans. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say the Titans win. Wow. Uh, I mean, really went out of the line. What do you expect? You want to now, is is uh, Sam Darnold playing or is Josh McCowan playing? I don't know. The Todd Bull says he knows, but he's not no, telling yeah. anybody. So, <laughs> how, how should we get it off? Good idea. I think we see McCowan for one more week. I think that's rumor on the street, and then Darnold's going to come back in week 14. I think that was said last week, too. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick the Titans in this game uh, 27 to 10. Ooh, it better not go 27 points to the Titans. Um, I'm going to pick the Jets. Nope. Whoa. I'm going to pick the Jets game, and the Titans are going to win 21-10. Take the under, folks. It's a smash. Titans 21-10 for Mike. Yep. 
I Kyle think Earhart. I think if Sam Darnold's playing this week, I think the Jets could pull it off and surprisingly <laughs> upset. If Sam Darnold's playing, I will say twenty one seventeen. If Josh McCown's playing, they're going Tennessee wins fourteen ten. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch the f- entire game of fourteen ten. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's so likely though. Kyle Russo. I think the Jets actually win this game twenty to thirteen. You know what? You're a bad guy. You always <laughs> pick the Jets because you want them to lose, and you just pick them. I want them. No, oh, this you is. Want the, oh no, you root for the Jets. I demise. could care less what the Jets do. I mean, oh, at this point in the season, just show that you. Uh, oh my! He wants a better draft so, pick. This team is so disgusting. All right, James Montefusco picks Tennessee twenty-seven fourteen. I swear this defense was up 27 points, points to, <laughs> to this Tennessee be, Titans team offense. Not. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, let's get to our team of the week. Okay. So, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. Oh, my God. And a lot of things have been happening. Um, <laughs> and before we get any... Um, no way. Wow. All right, guys, before we even get there, breaking news. K- Kareem Hunt is no longer a Kansas City Chief. That he has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. He is not allowed to practice, play in, or attend games, forget it, after a hotel altercation. Wow. Breaking news to the number one seed in the AFC playoff currently. Wow. Guys, let's collaborate. Damn, wow. I thought that was a Cano trade. So whoever has him in fantasy, uh, <laughs> probably crying. Oh, Tom raises his hand. Wow. I mean, that's, that's Tom's not making the playoffs anyway, right? Wow. Ooh. Kareem Hunt is gone. Kyle Russo. Wow. How are you processing this news? As a fan, you know you know the caliber of Kareem Hunt, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a smart decision. Nothing to do right away. I mean, you saw what happened back in 2013, I believe, with Ray Rice, and you can't allow this to—you can't allow this to happen. You can't—it's it's a crime. It's a disgusting act in which he committed, and, and it needs to be addressed right away. He kicked a woman in a hotel. No, and he pushed. It was a big fight. You got to watch the video. I watched the video. It was terrible. When just now? No, I watched the video earlier today. It got—it got released today that he had gotten to a fight with a woman back in February in a hotel. Uh, in a hotel lobby, I believe it was, and this this fight lasted like five minutes long. It was it was bad. Five minutes. It was bad. It was oh. a lot of people too. It wasn't just it wasn't just him and her. It was a lot. You 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 know what? Live on review and preview. Live, Live on review and preview. Kareem Hunt. Oh. Drop. Huge. Wow. Done. Wow. Wow. Done. Tom's fantasy team. Goodbye. Done. No, it's, he's right. It's listen, done. Uh, it's disgusting. You, you don't do that. You don't do that. Yeah, we know you're watching, Kareem. <laughs> no, all this serious. Is terrible. This is all serious. This is terrible. Yeah. You know, you see guys like Reuben Foster. Like, how does he get signed? One, and now Kareem Hunt. Like, what the heck is going on? And Kareem Hunt will. Did you get not learn from Ray Rice? Not to mention, it's these typical short five nine running backs that get into this trouble. Didn't Tyreek Hill do the same thing and got yeah. away with it, too? Yeah, he but, did get away wait, with it. This fight lasted five minutes long? Yeah. It was bad. Five minutes long? It was bad. Yeah, the video's a disaster. But I I, 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 I commend the Chiefs organization and their GM for doing this right away instead of letting, letting it linger. Hey, it really shows what 
what, what they care about rather than play. Because Kareem Hunt is arguably one of the best backs in the league, and to do this, obviously, is never an easy decision. And but look, I commend them for doing that. Part of me wants the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. It's not happening now. Well, 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 hold, uh. well hold on, hold on, hold on. Isn't Spencer Ware their backup? He he started before. He's, he's no he's Kareem not, Hunt. All right, but come on. He's you still have Kareem. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, man. Patrick Mahomes. Who's that a phenom- What does this do to Pat Mahomes? This, this, I think it hurts him a little bit. This, oh this, was, this is his safety blanket. Kareem Hunt is gone. Kareem Hunt is not on an NFL team. Kareem Hunt will never play in the NFL again. It's, it's oh, over. I don't know about that. Once, no, no, once no, you Ray Rice. this. Well, he didn't well, play ever well, again. I know. That's when, what I'm saying. When Ray Rice got released, he was much older and just terrible at that point. Well, yeah, he was coming off the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he wasn't good. He I, was like, what, high 20s? Mid, not mid-30s, but... Kareem Hunt will certainly at least get. So you know, he's allowed to come back. Hold, hold on, there's a guy in the video. There's another guy in oh, the yeah, video. Oh yeah, no, there's a bunch of people trying there's to. Break a, it I'm saying there's a bunch of people, but you could see what he was doing. Doing personally, yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. So um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we promise we will have our team of the week. Let's uh, collect ourselves for a little bit. This is review and preview here on mywcwp.org. Now back to Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. This is Review and Preview on MyWCWP.org. Guys, Facebook, watchers, listeners, Kareem Hunt has just been released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Kareem Hunt kicked a woman in the hotel and fought her for over five minutes. The Kansas City Chiefs are a 9-2 and two football team, and this is a shame. This is a real shame. This is breaking news. Immediately after he was placed on the commissioner's exempt list by Roger Goodell, and this is shocking. Um, apparently he lied to the team when they spoke directly to him about the incident that was as of 5.50 p.m., so the dishonesty may have led to his release. Uh, I think the incident itself led to his release. I, I think there was no yeah. coming back from that. Yeah. But we'll speak more about that in just a few moments. On that note, let's get to our team of the week. Kyle Earhart, I would like to start with you and who your team of the week My is. My team of the week is the team that upset the New Orleans Saints last night. Uh, how about them Cowboys? That's my team of the week. And for James Bonifusco, he told me his team of the week for, uh, I guess, upsetting the uh, – they upset the Chargers, the Denver Broncos, James Bonifusco. They upset the Steelers this week, and then they upset the, Steelers, yeah, the, the, Chargers the Broncos the week, yeah. a week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle Russo. My team of the week is the Cleveland Browns. They have been 2-1 and one since the releasing of Hugh Jackson and Baker Mayfield has thrown nine touchdowns and one interception in the last three games without Hugh Jackson. Baker, what a bad guy. No. First no, off, I want to bring something on. up. Funny, when Hugh Jackson got fired, you and Christian guy. you and Christian were like, why did he get fired? <laughs> oh, was it you? It might have been James. That's no, it was looking, James. I'm looking deep in your eyes. Did you call Chris Christian? Oh, I did. Wow. Because he doesn't deserve Chris. That's his real name. No, terrible, I know that's his real name. I'm like, <laughs> why are you addressing him by his full name? He had a terrible take of it Dawes. wasn't Hugh Jackson's fault. My team in a week, it's really original. I've never done this before. But it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. I mean, to just destroy a team that Michigan, I mean, disgusting. It wasn't even close. Bloodbath, write it down. Well deserved for Team of the Week. Oh, it's written down. Good. Hope it's in pen. It's in pen. (laughs) My Team of the Week is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 
<laughs> For the first time since 2012, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish have had a 12-0 season. They will return to the college football playoff, rightfully so, and the gridiron. It was a close pick for me between them and the Los Angeles Clippers because right now the Clippers oh. are, are the team of L.A. If you look at this team, they're a bunch of good players. They're a bunch of average players with guys like Tobias Harris, Danilo Gallinari, Lou Williams, Marching Gortat, Montrez Harrell. But their head coach is Doc Rivers. Their GM is Jerry West. The management is awesome. They have you know, former NBA champions, uh, former NBA championship coaches. Yeah. So that goes to show you why they're the better team in L.A. right now over a LeBron and Luke Walton type of team. But my team of the week is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, to do this with a, basically a backup quarterback, a guy who started the year as a backup, who's been playing better than the starter in Ian Book, he's been incredible. The defense has held teams to under 20 points almost every week. And two of your offensive linemen went top 10 in the draft and this past year. I love this team in a potential 2-3 matchup against Clemson. Me too. I really do. I really think they have a shot at beating Clemson if they stay as the three. So they are my team of the week. Guys, oh, all right. Let, let's let's just get to the NFL. Um, we went over the Thanksgiving games last week. We're going to save the Thursday night football game for last. Let's get to the Week Twelve games. We already talked about the Giants and the Jets. That's out the window. Um, the Ravens defeated the Raiders. This guy Gus Edwards has now had a hundred yards in the past two games. And the Ravens are now 6-5, and five, but they do have a very difficult schedule. But I like how Baltimore, you know, backup running back, backup quarterback, they're still finding ways to win. Yes, it's the Oakland Raiders, we know. But to have guys who can just step up and fill in voids, because no win is easy in the National Football League. I don't care who you're playing. It's been proven any team can win on any given Sunday. And Lamar Jackson did throw two interceptions in this game. He also did run for 71 yards and a touchdown, but... Um, I think with Baltimore, what's really helping their offense right now is the addition of Ty Montgomery. You guys do know Ty Montgomery is now a Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yep, he's traded for the yeah. seventh-round <laughs> seventh pick. Yeah. Um, and then the 74-yard catch by tight end Max Andrews was big as well. Crabtree with one TD. Um, yeah, I mean, my only concern is Lamar Jackson with the three turnovers. Uh, right now, this isn't Lamar Jackson's season to start. It, it is not. Maybe, maybe next season. Maybe the year after, may, most likely next season. But this is still Joe Flacco's team at the moment. And if they want to make the playoffs, the best shot they have this season is with Joe Flacco on, on, under center. I think I think having Lamar Jackson gives them the best chance to win. Because no. Lamar Jackson is actually no. starting Week 13. No, Having a quarterback that's mobile puts you on a whole different level. And the fact that Baltimore doesn't have a starting solid running back. You know, it's in between Alex Collins, in between Gus Edwards now. Now you have Gus Edwards, Alex Collins. And Lamar Jackson ran for 71 yards last week and a touchdown on 11 try, on 11 attempts. You do realize the last two starting quarterbacks in last year's Super Bowl, were neither of them were mobile. Nick Foles and Tom Brady? And Tom Brady's like the greatest of all time, Tom. You know, I'm not, listen, Baltimore's not going to the Super Bowl, but they could definitely make a playoff push with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I disagree. Okay. All right. I mean, look, it's, a, it's an opinion. Next game. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it a little more next week. Um, all right, so uh, other games this past week, you have the Jaguars and the Bills. we got to talk about the fight between Shaq Lawson and Leonard Fournette. First of all, Leonard Fournette comes from the sideline. He's not even in the play for Jacksonville. 
And what was so crazy about this game, well, not the fact that Jacksonville has now lost seven straight since starting 3-1. and one. Uh, And they haven't won a game with Eric Flowers. They Yeah, they are winless with Eric Flowers. Winless and with I Eric love Flowers. it. And Patrick Omani is on the Jaguars, too. His second tenure with Jacksonville after spending eight games with the Giants. And they still haven't won a game since after they beat the Jets. Just saying. Ooh. So, wow. Yikes. So, 24-21, tw- like <laughs> the Bills win this game. Dawes, you pick the Bills as your upset in Bravo. I mean, you know, it's what I do. I go 2-0 and every week. He Whoa. does. That's right. <laughs> I you, mean, are, you were 2-0 again. Uh, I think I was 2-0, too. You were 2-0 as well, Kyle Earhart. I was 0-2, probably. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Russo, you were you were 1-1. One one. All right, okay. I'll take one. Um, Did yeah. you pick the Giants, too? or I, I picked the Giants in New England. Kyle Russo picked uh, the Chargers and the 49ers. Ew. <laughs> man. Against Winston? Coming back against a crappy defense? Come on. Well, they played against a crappy quarterback. So, look, my thing about this game is this. Dawes, bravo to you. But, look, of course. Uh, Jet, what was crazy about this Fournette fight? The play was reviewed. The The play on the field was being reviewed because they thought it was a touchdown pass to D.D. Westbrook. And then it was ruled down at the one-yard Dante yard Moncrief. Dante, Dante Moncrief. Moncrief, excuse me. Moncrief was fighting for the ball with the defender. And then he was ruled down at the one-yard line, ruled out of bounds at the one-yard line, and then all of a sudden you see the f- the original scrum was not even between Lawson and Fournette. Eric Flowers, baby. Eric Flowers started it. Yep. Love it. He f- didn't physically start it, but he verbally started it, and then he got involved, and then he's running all over the field. Uh, you know, the Giants cut me. I need some attention. You know, like, uh, you got to make the news some way. Yeah, you know. Front Listen, page in the I, Daily I, News in Jacksonville, but not in the right way. Him and Fournette. Fournette, man. I don't – he's just – Look, your team has lost I seven straight games. You've been this. hurt majority of the season. majority of the season. Tom Coughlin said it best. We don't know how to discipline our players right now, and that's coming from Tom Coughlin, the master of discipline. Well, you look at a whole team. They're, they're dysfunctional all over the place. And you know well, why? Doug Marone. You know why? Because everybody on that team – Protected Lake Bortles, and now they can't do it anymore to the point where now Cody Kessler is now the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even, even the fans were fans. Of, like the my my friends from Jacksonville love Blake Bortles. They're How like, we're we're completely okay with him. How <laughs> because they're used to losing football. They're used to awful quarterbacks. Byron Leftwich, David Garrard, and then you know Bortles is playing bad, but he isn't playing. He's awful. He's awful. Blake Bortles has 74 interceptions. That's the most since coming into the NFL in 2014 as a rookie. Hmm. He's awful. He really, He's he really will. And, and plus they signed him for another. He has another two years, $18 million. Excellent work, Kyle. Yeah, I hated the contract when they get, it made no sense. <laughs> draft the quarterback. They could have had Lamar Jackson on that team. They yeah, chose to draft right. a right. defensive tackle. But at the end of the day, this contract is going to come to bite him in the butt. And – keeping Blake Bortles on the team is going to come back to bite him because now you are stuck playing Cody Kessler. And on top of it now, Leonard Fournette has been suspended one game for violations of unsportsmanlike conduct and unnecessary roughness, which means Jacksonville, it was reported that they're planning on starting Cody Kessler for the remainder of the season. I don't know how much of that is true. I don't know about that. What happens, A, if Kessler gets hurt, and B, if Kessler lays a dud, which is very likely because he's not a good quarterback. We've seen him play before as a backup for the Browns. So it's one of those situations where you just look at it and you're like, well, it's a crapshoot. Jacksonville had an opportunity to draft a quarterback last season. They had an opportunity to trade up. They did. 
They were a good team. They had pieces. They had an opportunity to pick Lamar Jackson. You would think a team that went all the way to the AFC Championship game. Who was their first-round pick? I mean, look, they just Tave, traded away Dante Fowler. Taven Bryan. Yeah, I think it's Taven Bryan. That was the first time I've ever heard of him. Yeah. Taven Bryan. Name before. <laughs> no, but you I'm, would think. I'm being completely honest with you. No, I listen, completely understand. He hasn't done anything to be well-known around the league. But at the end of the day, you would think that a team that went all the way to the AFC Championship game and arguably their first season of really contending, you know, building the defense together, you would think that they would address their only problem that they had, which was Blake Bortles. Quarterback. Okay, yeah. I, I'm going to say one thing. Blake Bortles is not the only problem on this team. The problem was the man who was fired Monday morning and their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Well, you can't blame him Do for the offense. Do you think he's not part of the reason why? Like, What do they have no. around them, Tom? They lost Allen Robinson. They lost Allen Hearns. They Marquise Mar- Lee well, went down for the year. starting tight end. Yeah, is Leonard Fournette, Fournette, played, for Leonard Fournette has also, played like four games. has been season. traded for Carlos Hyde. Yeah. What about the whole – They haven't used Carlos Hyde either. Leonard Fournette's played like four games this season. He's always hurt. He's going to be hurt every single year. Yeah, but I'm saying, how can you – you can't blame him, Leonard possibly. Fournette, th- like, just gloves off, starts banging with Shaq Lawson. It's not and a then smart play. His helmet just comes off. He is an absolute moron. <laughs> He's a moron. Start throwing yeah. punches. Shaq Lawson had his helmet on, too. Well, And he was throwing punches. I never understand how dumb football players are when you punch someone in a helmet. Horrible. I, just, I don't get it. <laughs> Horrible. I don't get it. Jacksonville stinks. Their defense is so bad. Yeah. On a brighter note. The Seahawks beat the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey becomes the first player in Panthers history with 100 rushing and receiving yards in a game. Yeah, he dropped 54 points for my fantasy team this week. In our league? PPRs. Yeah. Love him. 54 points. Go. Pretty uh, pretty insane. Not, me. Uh, fun fact, not even PPR. Oh, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tom, for having him on your team. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, in uh, the ESP- ESPN league. Yeah, him and Saquon. Look, for Seattle, Russell Wilson did not make many mistakes in this game. He threw for over 330 yards. He had two touchdowns, no picks. His completion percentage was high. Lockett was great. David Moore caught a touchdown. You know, they they have good players on their team. The problem was the turnovers. Carson fumbled the ball. The defense was not great. Uh, They did not get to the quarterback. But Seattle found the way to win. They found the way to win. Well, Graham Gano, of course, you know, he comes short on a 53-yard field goal, not the 63-yard field goal against <laughs> the Giants. That was like the first missed field goal Gano had in like 25 tries or something like that? No, he's 13 of 15 this year. But Well, hit the one against the Giants is all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> Chris, but, yeah, we talked about McCaffrey and how well he played. You guys know McCaffrey fumbled the ball three times in this game. Did he actually? He I had no he, idea. He, he didn't lose any of them. Though. I had no. That, oh, that's why. That's why. But he he had three fumbles in this game. That's unacceptable. He had a phenomenal game, but he had three fumbles. Well, that, that sounds really weird coming out of my mouth. But Seattle wins game-winning field goal for Sebastian Janikowski, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Fun fact. Uh, yeah. So Seattle finds a way to win. Guys, the Panthers are not a good team. They're not making the playoffs. They're not a good team. They should have lost to the Giants. Gano doesn't kick that 63-yard field goal. The Panthers are under 500. Yep. And you can They're say they should have lost to that. I said in the average team. The Panthers are an average team with I said in some the, good players. I said in the beginning of the season, I said, just watch. The Seahawks will quietly make their yeah. way in, and they will. Because Russell Wilson is, is one of the most dependable Stop. quarterbacks in the league. I agree with all this. He Stop. is. 
I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying it's too early to just go ahead and say that. Too I mean, early. The season's already over. The season's the done. Rams, do you have the Rams in their division? They still have to play the Rams one more time. Yeah, but the Saints just lost to Dallas. What does that show? What they're really capable of? Eli Apple on any day could blow an entire game for an entire 53-man <laughs> roster. Seattle's also a team that's not very disciplined either. Who on that team is not disciplined at this point? Well, at, at this at, point. At this point. I mean, everybody's gone. They got rid of everybody. I can't tell you because Sherman's gone. Uh, the guy, uh, Michael Bennett from last year, yeah. fighting fans. Chancellor's fans. injured. Chancellor's hurt. Yeah, well. Chancellor's right. not even playing football anymore. Another <laughs> game we got to talk about, guys. Yeah. Ba- Baker Mayfield, uh, a franchise rookie record for the Browns. Four touchdown passes against the Bengals on Sunday. And, look, this is something that needs to be discussed. The handshake blown off with Hugh Jackson. Terrible oh, move by Baker. I like it. I don't think so. I like How it. How do you like it? I love it. Because I think a lot of things get hidden under the covers when it comes to the quarterback and coach situation. And I think it came out on behalf of the fact that Baker Mayfield is excelling and playing amazing. And you got to remember, too, before the season started, Hugh Jackson, no matter what, no matter how good Baker Mayfield played in the preseason, he said, we're rolling with Tyrod Taylor. And then when Tyrod Taylor got hurt and then came back, he said, we're still going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. Okay, but... Why was there a reason to go against Tyrod Taylor when he led the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs last season and he doesn't turn the ball over? Did you not watch that Jet game? Well, besides beat the Jets, besides he was the Jet game. 0 for 12. Okay, but that's one game. Everybody has a bad game like that. And did you not watch the the, the game against Jacksonville where he only threw the ball like 12 times? Yeah, but like he's, playing, yards? he's playing for the Browns. The, you know, the, Bills the Browns are had, a better situation than the Bills. Are you kidding me? Would you not, Josh Gordon? Would you not think that this, this Browns team Josh, is better than the Josh Bills? Josh Gordon's gone. Not uh, not uh, Landry, Jarvis Landry. However, that offense doesn't fit Taylor like Buffalo did. It's not always about talented players. The play action pass and the running with Sean McCoy last year worked. You just said it. So it if, if he didn't fit play the offense, why would you continuously receiver. play with him? And Baker Mayfield has every right to do what he did because he outplayed. No, he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. Outplayed him. Who? Hugh Jackson? He out. He, he didn't outplay Hugh Jackson. He did. He's your former head coach. He gave you an opportunity to start. And you're just going to dub him like that? That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. You don't do that as a professional football player. I don't care how you feel about the guy. What platform? He, does... he, he was your head coach. What do you expect him to do? He's out of a job. Yeah, he's not a good head coach. We get it. He was in a bad situation to begin with. They gave him a little bit more time than what he should have had. But what do you want him to do? Also, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. The Bengals offered him a job. You think he was going to be offered No, it has nothing to do that's with not, the yeah, Bengals seeing the job. That's what it has to do when he was the Cleveland Browns coach. He was the reason poor coaching decisions. We talked about it. The Browns could literally be a team that has eight wins you this season. You can't give your head coach, like, just He's not your a, head friend, coach. a friendly your former head coach, a friendly hug at the end of the game. Like, yeah, thanks, whatever. You also, don't know what happens behind the scenes, Tom. You when, don't know. When, when that doesn't Cleveland. matter. You're on national television. It doesn't matter. Baker Mayfield has no class, and I don't respect him. I do not respect Baker Mayfield. You don't know what happens behind I the scenes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what happened behind the scenes. You don't come out and do that on national television. That is wrong. So he didn't shake his hand. Big deal. He didn't he, hug the guy. He Who shook cares? his hand. Who ca- he didn't hug the guy. Who cares? First off, Hugh Jackson went on all these media Look, outlets. I think talking Damian bad Woody. About the yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, like that. Why would Hugh Jackson went everywhere and, and talked bad worst, about Baker Mayfield? He's the worst head coach who ever lived. It, it, it doesn't matter. It does matter. He went on all these how media does it matter? How does it matter, Mike? These, how does it matter? Well, how does it matter? Tell me how it matters. He went on every single media show and trashed the Browns. So what? So he's supposed to hug and kiss him after? Like that's, no, that's it, so stupid. It's just a, a, a genuine. No, you know, he doesn't deserve it. 
Tom, if I talk garbage about you, are you is the yeah, first thing you're going to look for is a hug from me? That's no. surprising he shook his hand. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. He didn't, he didn't even have to go up to him. We're also not on national television. Hugh Jackson isn't the head coach of the team. He's a, he's not even the defensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure he's under the defensive he coordinator He cared about right Baker now. and his future because he was on his team. I'm not saying he had to like the guy, but he cared about Baker's future. He, he wanted didn't him to care about Baker's future. How? How do, how do you know that? Because he that? talked crap about him all the time. He did. He refused to start him even when Tyrod Taylor got hurt. He tried to start Ty- Tyrod because Taylor. Because he has off-the-field issues, and we know that. And he and Baker did no better than responding the way that he did because he's a young guy, and that's what he's going to do. He has to grow up a little bit. But what platform does Hugh Jackson that. have when you've won, like, two games over the course of two years? You go with the best player, and the best player was Baker Mayfield. And you've I just said it, my team of the week, right? Baker Mayfield, since Hugh Jackson has left, it's only nine touchdowns. Baker and one Mayfield pick. is part of the reason why the Browns are playing a lot better. He is an excellent talent. But to say that you don't go out there and, you know, thank your head coach. Thank him for what? It doesn't. Yeah, thank him for what? Thank him for what? He coached they, you for they eight games. He got better when he And he inst- him he, as the coach the cost you lose. some of the games that you lost. Think the Browns could literally be in a position to lead the division right You're now wrong. and wins. You're wrong. Baker Mayfield is absolutely wrong for what he did. It doesn't matter. It always it doesn't. It's about sportsmanship and doing the right thing on the field after the game. And that's why I'll never respect Odell Beckham Jr. Tom, because he, he doesn't do that. Tom, after the game, he didn't not go up to the guy. He didn't shake his he didn't pull he didn't put his hand out and pull it away. He shook his hand and he gave the guy a hug. Okay? Enough. It doesn't yeah, but matter. Then, but yeah, but then he had the nerve to go on a rant with Damian Woody about it, which Woody shouldn't have opened his mouth, but Baker shouldn't have fired back. It's just uh, per, uh it's his personality. Tom, if, if somebody's talking garbage about somebody, what they uh, you just got to take it? Some guys take it. Some guys respond. And Baker Mayfield, you just said it. What does Damien Woody have to say with it? What what platform What platform he does he have to he judge? He shouldn't have gotten involved, but then Baker decided to continue it. Ba- Baker could have just said, well, you know. Yeah, what I'm is he supposed to take the punches and not fight back, hit back? All right. I disagree with all of you. I, I, I think, <laughs> okay. I think ba- Baker Mayfield is an absolute jerk. Okay. And we all know he had issues in college. Look. He's talking about leaving teams. He, he, you know, I'm saying he had to leave Texas Tech, but, you know, uh, that's the story for another day. Listen, all I have is respect for his play, to be a walk-on and become a starter and get the number one overall pick. Despite of what Hugh Jackson said, he still had the class to go out there and greet his former young quarterback. Baker Mayfield did not. After Baker Mayfield torched his defense. End of story. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but where was Hugh Jackson's class when he decided to uh, talk about all the Browns? Okay, but why are we talking about the past? If you want to do that, just to invest in a time machine, Mike. That doesn't make any sense. It's easy as simple. Well, it's about the present moment. Yeah, Hugh Jackson made mistakes. He, it, it does make sense. Because you make yourself better today. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. It's not like he went out and kicked a woman in a hotel. Yeah, but Hugh Jackson no, he did was, not do that. He didn't. <laughs> at the end of the day, Tom, if this guy nothing but garbage has to say about you, the last thing I'm going to look to do is hug you after the game, after I torch your new defense. Because that's what Baker Mayfield did. Four touchdowns and over 300 yards, I think. What, am I going to I'm gonna hug you? No. He had the decency to shake his hand. That's the sportsmanship. And he did, he not, have, to hug he did you. not have the... It's not even a hug. It's like what players you do You want to talk about unsportsmanlike, unsportsmanlike kind of things? Demarius Randall intercepted Andy Dalton and then handed the ball the to Bucks Hugh Jackson. The Bucs beat the 49ers this week. That's unsportsmanlike. Funny, but, the know. Chargers, Phillip Rivers completed his first 25 passes. That is an NFL record. 
Guys, there are 86,000 to one odds of Philip Rivers completing 25 to straight passes. Well, those odds. <laughs> there are 15 to 1,000 to one odds of being struck by lightning. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the Colts beat the Dolphins, a five-game winning streak. They may be the hottest team in the AFC right now. It's them and the Broncos. Yeah, sure. it, them, them and the Broncos leg- have legitimate shots to be wild cards in the AFC with how – you know Pittsburgh is falling apart a little bit. They'll they'll still get in in the especially north. now that the Chiefs don't have Kareem Hunt because um, the Chargers are only yeah. a game behind. It's, 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 and they still have to really play them. Nuts. The Chiefs. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Um, it's going to come down to the Colts and the Broncos. I think maybe Tennessee with an outside shot, but I think more the Colts and the Broncos are the top two. Yeah, Luck looked really good in this game, guys. You know Ebron has become a top five six tight end in this league. Being on a new team, that's what he needed. He needed to change the culture. Luck looked great. Tannehill didn't look bad either. Uh, his numbers were okay. Uh, look, Luck is always going to throw interceptions. He had two picks, but look, 350 yards and three touchdowns against Miami defense—that isn't terrible. Um, you know, I liked what they did. I liked what they did. Uh, only concern is Marlon Mack is in the concussion protocol, so that's something to keep an eye on. If he doesn't, uh, Wilkins will start this week. Um, the Bucks beat the 49ers. We already talked about that. Then the Steelers beat the Broncos. You know, their last win in Denver. For the Steelers, hasn't been since 2009. They don't play well a mile high. And the Steelers dropped a 7-3 and one. I love what Case Keenum is doing at West. And well, defense well, too. Back on his team, yeah. Von, Von Miller. Von Miller the, the resurgence of Von Miller. Bradley Chubb too. Also Philip Lindsay. I mean, how did every team miss this guy seven times? Look as much so, and yeah, Philip, Philip Lindsay, 14 for 110. Sanders, you know, uh, seven times. What round was he drafted in? He was not drafted. He was undrafted. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, no, it's a bad look for every GM. <laughs> um, and then the Green Bay-Minnesota game, feeling nine games with 100 receiving yards this year. It breaks the NFL record. The Vikings are very well back in the midst of a wild card hunt. So now as we preview games this week, obviously the Rams and the Chiefs are on a bye. We look at the games this week, and we're going to uh, – uh, talk about last night's game. The Saints beat the Cowboys 13-10. to 10. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how it I don't, happened. I can't even tell you. I mean, I, I can't. I can't even be, I don't. I don't know how Drew Brees is one of the best offensive players that I've, I've ever seen. That might have been the worst game he's ever played in his life, honestly. That was. I mean, the Saints were shut out in the first that, half. I mean, that game, yeah. I don't care what anybody says, that game lost him the MVP right there. That game lost him the MVP. I don't know about that. Oh, I think, I, I, he, I think that lost him. That's a hot take, a hot take only, right now. I think it did. He only had one turnover. No, it's not a matter of the turnover. It's the fact that he only threw for 127 yards. Okay, but uh, uh, I'm trying to get this through to you that numbers don't always matter. It's about winning football games. It's about it's not managing about numbers. games. And win- but when you look at other guys competing with you him, you just commented on his numbers. When you look at other guys competing so close to him, if he was the if he was one of the only if Patrick Mahomes hasn't had the godly like season he had, I'd say yeah, sure. If Todd Gurley hasn't had the godly like season that he's had, I'd say yeah, sure. But he's had other guys around him that are potential really high, neck and neck, close in the MVP discussion. Drew Brees is a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes. Nobody's doubting that. I'm just saying. And, overall season. And with the MVP, I think it's definitely about numbers. I'm the numbers guy. But also, yeah. I don't think he lost his MVP. I disagree. I think it puts it, who's more valuable I think it puts it closer. Yeah, no, who's not it more valuable on paper with numbers? Who's more valuable to your team? Brees is more valuable to your team. Than Patrick Mahomes is. I, I'm, I can't I'm not, stand I'm not that, that thing where it's like, 
the MVP to me is just the flat-out best player, not like the most valuable, but it's, it is. No, it's the, the, the MVP player. always comes down to the player who had the best season. I, that's yeah, what it is. That, that's that's I agree. But uh, and that's no. I'm not saying that's my personal opinion. No. I think that's what but will wind up happening. That's, was, not, that's not how it goes. They, they were they were terrible last night, though. I mean, he uh, nothing was working. Dallas, on offense. guys, da- Dallas, Dallas is good. Man, yeah, they are good. The Amari defense, Cooper. the defense, you know really Amari good. Cooper. I I didn't like the first round pick, but it, it's it. it's paying it's paying off slowly. Yeah, it's paying off. Yeah. He had a bad fumble, but you know. But it but it's paying off. I mean, he just like all this all this talent and yardage was wasted. In also, the they should release Randy Gregory tomorrow. Yeah, I don't <laughs> he understand. Almost cost him the game. And he's, he's just not good. Yeah. And, and with everything he's, he's had in the past too, I don't I know, even understand don't why he's it. on the team. And they should they should get rid of him. So, so Demarcus is where it's not. Dallas are they you know the top dogs of the NFC East. Yep. Yeah, I would say so. I still think they're one and done. But no. oh, I don't. Of course, I don't agree. Now, do you think Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in football? No. Kick out Greenbelt. Todd Gurley. No. I say Todd Gurley. I don't, I don't even think he would be second. I honestly, really? I, I don't this know. is not biased. I think, I think Zeke. I think Zeke is better than Saquon. If you if you if you if you look at the games, biased, I think Zeke's more yeah, having more of an impact in games. Especially on the Cowboys, who haven't had wide receivers yeah. until Amari Cooper, I think Zeke's better than Saquon. Well, Barkley's only a rookie, so yeah, I know, it's I know. hard to judge. And but we would know Zeke they don't use Barkley yeah. correctly. Five second half touches. I mean, that's yeah, that's, yeah. We don't even use Barkley correctly. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, that not, there's not many big games this week. Uh, obviously, Andy Dalton has hit injured reserve for Cincinnati, so you can basically eliminate them from the playoff discussion. Oh, he's done for the season. He's done. Yeah, it's over. Um, Foster signed by the Redskins. That's disgusting. Ew. Yeah, I don't understand. Ew. Cream hunted Redskins. Exactly. That's what, exactly. Oh, I mean, at this point, <laughs> it would, it you see, it wouldn't shock me the Jets did that. It wouldn't shock me if the Jets signed Cream Hunt. If he cleans up his act, you know? <laughs> well, who came like, out for the Redskins and made that comment saying uh, it was just a little? Uh, I don't know. It was a nothing type of situation. Oh, Doug Williams. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Not not a good look. And like this isn't the first time. Like this happened oh, this before is... he was even drafted. Yeah, and it happened again apparently. And this this is so Redskins. Dan Snyder, I don't know what he's doing over there. It's just a disaster in yeah. Washington. Not good. So, um, let's go over the other games. There's not many big games this week, guys. The Packers and the Cardinals. Uh, look, Rodgers is undefeated in his last home 12 playoff games. I think this is really where the Packers get back on track. They win this game, and they make a push for the sixth seed. And I think they have a legitimate chance because you look at their schedule, it's one of the easiest in the league. There's a legitimate chance for them to win. Carolina's not getting the six. Minnesota's probably getting the five. It's going to come down to Green Bay and Seattle, I think. That's my opinion, but we'll see. Uh, they play the Cardinals this week in Lambeau. you got the Ravens and the Falcons. Lamar Jackson 2-0 and since taking over as the starter, but a huge test as they go to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Georgia. So that's a big game. Broncos, Bengals, two five and six teams. Browns and Texans. That'd be interesting. That's that's, that's, interesting. that's like one of the best games of the week. That could really be a great game. Yeah, it's that and the Chargers, Steelers, Steelers. Colts and Jaguars, uh, even Bills, Vikings, Patriots, Bills and Dolphins, Vikings, Patriots too. Bills, mm-hmm. Bills and Dolphins. The Bills technically aren't out of it yet. True. At four and seven Don't in the AFC, they will be <laughs> playing at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, Panthers and Bucks. Ew. Uh, Vikings Patriots. That's my game of the week uh, in New England. New England has a sixty-two and eleven record during the Brady Belichick era at the Gillette Stadium. Yep, that's pretty. That's impressive. That is, in December, it's more than impressive. That's an that's an understatement. That's Sunday night. I think Mark Sanchez. 
responsible for Sunday night, the Chargers and the Steelers, uh, both ranked top ten in scoring and total offense. And then Monday night, you got the Redskins and the Eagles. It's a big Snoop. game, too. That's a big game for both teams, if you think about it. Yeah. Because yeah, if the Redskins wound up winning, that like they, that almost guarantees seven, Dallas five. will win the yeah. division. Yeah. But, but if the Eagles win, 6-6 six and six and they're right back in it. As yeah. much as we don't like the Eagles here, at least I don't. I and don't I'm not even a Giants fan. I just don't like Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. I'm out on all of so, Philadelphia. Yeah. Not many big games, but there are some big games uh, going on. And on that note, let's do our lock and our upset. So last week, uh, Mike, you picked New England and Buffalo. So this week, you are first. All right. I love it. I'm going to keep it rolling with the uh, upsets. And I'm going to pick Buffalo over Miami. Both teams stink. I'll take I'll take my chances there. <laughs> and then my lock will be the Colts over the Jaguars. No Bortles, Fournette, and possibly no Ramsey. We don't even have to go to next week, ladies and gentlemen. You know Dawes is going 2-0. You know. I mean, this this man is... Write it down. Yep. <laughs> Kyle Rousseau? Uh... My upset for this week is going to be the Browns over the Houston Texans. And my lock this week is going to be Kansas City over the Oakland Raiders. Kyle Earhart. My uh, upset is going to be the Falcons over the Ravens, if you want to consider that an upset, even though they're favored. Okay. And the Rams over the Lions. It's a pretty easy one, I think. So for me, my upset is going to be Denver over Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favorite in that game? Remember, we're not following the line. Oh, okay, okay. Um, We're all following the lines. And then my favorite to win, or my lock, I should say, um, I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with Chargers over the Steelers as my lock on the road in Pittsburgh. I like it, I like it. Nobody picked the Minnesota versus Patriots game. Why? No. And uh, James Montefusco's, he has Seattle over 49ers as the lock. Yeah. And the upset, he's got the Chargers over the Pittsburgh. Oh, he's got that as an upset. Okay. Yes. See, I got that as a lock. I'm very confident the Chargers winning that game. All right. So, we're going to step aside for another quick break, and when we come back, we will talk some basketball. You're listening to Review Preview here on MyWCWP.org. It is the final day of November, and it is our final segment of the evening. Welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside Kyle Russo, Kyle Earhart, Mike Dawes. It's a good show, guys. Very good show. Fun stuff. Yeah. Not a coincidence Chris isn't here. Speaking. Someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. Speaking of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was good. One final stat on football. Um, <laughs> the Browns are four and five since Baker Mayfield took over at quarterback. They were four fifty and one prior to that. Coincidence. Two thousand and fourteen. Okay. So, um, you know, there's a, definitely a couple of things this week around the NBA that have been going on that are worth talking about. Um, you know, you see a lot of games on ABC and in, in the NBA, and you know ABC's doing more. You haven't really seen it much this season, um, early on at least. Um, part part of that is because ABC has been busy with um, confirming that they will have coverage to broadcast all three days of the NFL draft next season. 
So, you know, for those of you folks that don't have cable, watch the whole NFL draft on ABC. <laughs> so, a little cool factoid there. Um, so, let's get to basketball, though. So, guys, how about those Toronto Raptors? They're good. Yeah, beat the Warriors. They did. They're Kawhi good. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, God. Not a big fan, but they're a really good team. Look, yes, they beat Golden State without Boogie, without Curry, and without Draymond. But... Look, Durant was there. He had 51 points. Thompson had 25, and you still beat them by three. So it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, wow, uh, this team is good. They're 19-4. and four. Uh, And it's it's really it's a team effort. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is the guy with 37, but Pascal Sackham had 26 points in 42 minutes. He was great. He's been starting in their front court over Valanchunas. And I think it's helped him a little bit defensively because you got him and you got Serge Ibaka playing the center, Danny Green, and Kyle Lowry. And I think part of the reason, too, is Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard both played with each other in San Antonio. So yeah. there's some chemistry there. Bringing in a familiar face sometimes works. And then when you have a bench that consists of Valanchunas, Fred Van Vliet, who was a sixth man of the year candidate last season. Van Vliet's a good player. DeLon Wright is good as well, C.J. Miles, uh, Anubi. So, yeah, you have a lot of guys on that team where Golden State, look, if your third-leading scorer is Jonas, you're Urebko and you're the Warriors, you're probably going to lose in the West. Urebko had 20 points in this game, had a phenomenal game. Uh, that's not going to cut it. You know, when you have Damian Jones, Quinn Cook, and Andre Iguodala starting at this point in his career, uh, that's not okay in the West. No. They've been big. Uh, I'm surprised nobody picked them for their uh, team of the week this week. Uh, but speaking of teams of the week, talk about the job that the Knicks have been doing with David Fisdale as their head coach. Yeah, I believe they're seven and fifteen, seven and sixteen now. But look, they beat uh, they they beat the Celtics, and then they. Uh, didn't they beat the Sixers? Or, no, they beat no, Memphis. They lost the Sixers. They beat Memphis, Memphis. Fisdale's former team. And Fisdale got a little emotional after the game. Started taking it back. That was, um, that was. That was the, the game they're down by sixteen in the third quarter. Yeah, all the way back. and that was the team that fired Fisdale. Yep. So you know that's definitely um, a good. I think Fisdale fits this team more than Mark Jackson. See, everybody wanted Mark Jackson. I, I kind of wanted David Fisdale. He's a good players coach, and I feel like in the NBA now. You need, like, players' coaches? Wait, you said that on the phone yesterday. That, I know. That, I was that's like, why you, you're are smiling. You, are you reciting me or something? No, like, after after thinking about it, I actually was thinking about that at the time. No, but, yeah, but the Knicks have definitely had, and what's impressive is the Knicks have had some quality wins. When they beat the Grizzlies, that was the yeah. that was the third game of, of a three-game winning streak. Yeah. And the previous two wins were against the Celtics, uh-huh. who are, I, don't, I don't even know where they stand at this point in the season, and the Pelicans, who are always a good team. But uh, but the Knicks have done a very impressive job. You know, you lose your star player for the year. In Porzingis. In Porzingis. Hardaway is the clear, the clear leader of the team right You now. have no expectations for the season. You have a new coach, new GM, Cantor, new management. Cantor has been solid. New everything. And Trey Burke. And Moutier. Phenomenal. Moutier has been incredible. If Moutier develops a more consistent shot, he could be he had a great point guard in this league. He had points the other night. So. Yeah. But yeah, the Knicks, uh, a team that... Still has you know no high expectations Wouldn't for the season. It. Wouldn't doubt it. But they 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 played pretty well. Yeah. I, they've definitely played above my expectations. Dotson coming back after yep. not playing four games. Yep. Uh, and they play the Bucks tomorrow, 
at home, which that's probably a loss. But um, look, Milwaukee, they're a decent team. They're a great team, excuse me. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a lot of big players on their team. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bledsoe, Middleton, Lopez. They're a stacked team. And Your guy, Pat Connaughton, I know you love him. He is their most consistent bench player right now, if you think about it. He's get he's getting the most minutes. He's getting more minutes than Tony Snell. He's getting more minutes than Thon Maker. He's getting more minutes than Ursan Ilyasova. He's their best bench player. You know why? You know why he's so good and he's still in this league at 6'4", 6'5"? He can shoot, and he's athletic. There's not many guys that can say they can shoot, and they're athletic. It doesn't happen. He is. And that's something he worked on. He can dunk the ball at his height. He... I remember at Notre Dame, he defended Cauley Stein in the NCAA tournament and Towns as well. So, like, you know, this guy, and he averages four rebounds a game. He averages four rebounds a game, over four rebounds a game. So that's pretty crazy. And you want to talk about good New York basketball. Live right now, the Brooklyn Nets are leading the Memphis Grizzlies 109-102 to with under a minute to go in the fourth quarter. And Brooklyn, they've been playing pretty well. I think they've been exceeding expectations a little bit. Yeah, even with the uh, the injury, can't think of his name right now. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. LeVert. I feel like we just talked about this. Yeah, we did. We, we did. did. Right. Yeah, so even with that injury, they're still uh, still playing well. I think they're well coached. They like, are. Uh, Kerry, uh, Kenny Atkinson, Atkinson from yeah. uh, – anytime you get somebody under the Spurs management exactly. organization, they're going to be a solid impact to a team. Yeah. Carroll and Napier coming off the bench, combining for like 35 points, 37 points. That's big. Yeah, well, last year – in uh, Portland, Napier was their guy. He really developed as a quality six-man. He was not a six-man. For Portland last year, he was not the six-man? Portland's bench consisted of Ed Davis, Zach Collins, Evan Turner, Pat Connaughton, and Shabazz Napier. Na- Napier Maybe not like... six-man, but one of their best scoring options off the bench. Okay, that's fair. Even though he stunk in the playoffs. Well, Portland got swept by... New Orleans in the playoffs, they all stunk. They did. So right now you look at the standings and you got the Nets at 8-14 and 14 and the Knicks at 7-16. and 16. It's not likely that either of these teams will make the playoffs. In the East, there's really – I don't think there's going to be much movement in the East from last year. I mean, yeah, maybe the seedings change a little bit, but it's probably going to be the same eight teams. Besides the Cavs. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got to go through the Cavs. Who, <laughs> didn't they just tra- – oh, they just traded Kyle Korver to Utah. Yep. Corver goes to Utah. Corver, I think, was their bench scorer off the bench. Uh, yeah, yeah, their best Probably. bench scorer. He, you know, he had, he had 15 points the other night, and you know, you you look at Cleveland now, and it's a roster that's left with a bunch of what was left over from last year. You know, J.R. Smith is gone. You got Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Rodney Hood, well, Kevin Love is George good, Hill, yeah. Channing Fry, City Osman, who's been surprisingly good, and Colin Sexton. Well, you know why, right? Yeah, because LeBron, the LeBron factor. Well, the LeBron factor on top of the and fact, got, you know, yeah. you got Zion Williamson on the radar. What do you mean? Cleveland's doing everything they can in their power to tank this season. But does that relate to why City Osman is good? No, that relates to the fact on why they're trading away Kyle Korver. Larry Nance Jr. Why they have releasing J.R. Smith yeah, no longer they, wants they got, to be a part of the team. By the way, they got Alec Burks in return for the That's not trade. a bad – I mean, people thought that Cleveland got ripped off. That's not a bad it's player. Not, it's not. That's not a bad One player. One team that's been disappointing is the Chicago Bulls, but, I mean, I guess what do you expect without Laurie Markkinen? That's true. 
uh, this team is rough right now. The acquisition of Jabari, uh, Jabari, Jabari Parker has been terrible. Now, you look at the West, uh, the East, excuse me, and there's really a big three, and Boston is not even close to being part of it. It's Toronto, Milwaukee, and Philly. Those are the top three teams, and that's where the, I, I guess you can say that maybe the three best teams in the East are right now, with the exception of Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jimmy Butler. So, I mean, I think that's a fair statement. I mean, Boston has Kyrie Irving, but who else, you know? There's talks about Beal going to L.A. for Lonzo and Ingram with Washington. They're very inconsistent. Um, yeah, Washington's not even in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I mean, Charlotte's in the playoffs right now, and Orlando is in the playoffs right now. But, you know, you had a lot of the teams from last year, like Indiana, Boston, Detroit, Philly, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Uh, but in the West, in the West, you have um, the Clippers in first. And, you know, I, I've got something to say about L.A., Look, when you play in the same stadium as the Lakers, you're going to be the little brother. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. But they're the better L.A. team right now. And I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm happy about it. <laughs> they beat the Kings last night. They did. 133-121. Yeah. So, a uh, little fun fact. I bet on the Kings, obviously. Obviously. And um, as soon as I placed a live bet, this is not even a joke. As soon as I placed a live bet, five straight N1s by the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> you, look, you look at this roster. You have Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley. That's their starting backcourt. Danilo Gallinari is at the three. And then Tobias Harris is at the four. I don't know who starts at the five, if it's Montrez or Marchin, but yep, Marchin Gortat. Marchin Gortat, yeah. He starts at the five. Montrez Harrell, who is a phenomenal role player yep. off the bench. Boban Marjanovic is your backup center. Luke Richard Mbamute, who was brought over from the Rockets. And you also have Lou Williams. This is a good team. These are good players. You know, these are no star players, but you have an excellent head coach in Doc Rivers and a phenomenal, fantastic GM in Jerry West. And you have the guard from Kentucky who nobody's even looking at in Shy uh, Gilligas Alexander. Who is about, uh, oh. Who is phenomenal. Yeah. He's excellent. He's like a he's like a, the Energizer Bunny. He's just he's ridiculously <laughs> athletic. Great shooter. He's averaging 11 points. You know what game. it is with this Clippers team? Why they are so good? If you look at every one of these players, every one of these players is a two-way player. Avery Bradley, Patrick Beverly. You have guys Gallo, Luke Bob Amute, Luke Richard and Bob Amute. You that have name. love that name. You have Boban Marjanovic, who's like Mba. a who's Mba. a moving who's a moving brick wall. Also, uh, Montres Harrell, tallest player in the league, very good. Like he's very scrappy. No, he's very very good. And when he played for Louisville, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he yeah. was taking charges all night, just being annoying on defense. That's yeah. what he does. Annoying on defense. Like Super that. annoying I on like defense. Um, oh. Yeah. Though Ma 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 Montrez Harrell in the West reminds me of a player from the East named DeMontis Sabonis. Um, DeMa guys, DeMontis Sabonis is the best bench player in the NBA. 25 minutes a game. It's a lot of minutes. For He's averaging like 15 points and 10 rebounds. Kyle, don't you have the exact stat on Sabonis? Actually, you know what? I'll pull Sabonis it up, pull averages it right now. 24 minutes, 48 seconds, 15 points a game, 10.2 re rebounds per game, 3.2 assists. He's averaging a double double in 20 minutes a game. 65% shooting. And he doesn't 75 miss shots. 75% percent He doesn't throw. miss shots. 65% from the field. He doesn't miss. And this must mean because he doesn't take a lot of threes, but he's 83% from three. And look, which... this is a team that brought in Doug McDermott, 
from the Knicks, who, I mean, obviously got traded to Dallas midseason, but they brought in Doug McDermott, a wing scorer. You have Corey Joseph on your bench, and you have Kyle O'Quinn. See, that's your bench right there. O'Quinn, Sabonis, Joseph, and McDermott. You got Aaron Holiday, TJ Leaf. You have some young guys, and they're starting five. You know, the addition of Tyreek Evans. It's been good. It's been great. Former King. Darren Collison, Boban, or er, Boyan, excuse me. Tyreek Evans, Miles Turner, Daddy Young, Victor Oladipo. Good team. Pretty good. Pretty good is right. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah, the Clippers are on top of the West, though, 15 and 6. Then you got Denver at 14 and 7. They're so good at home. They are. And then the, the, the Warriors, who are under 500 on the road, uh, sitting in at 15 and 8 right now. Obviously, without Curry, without Boogie. Guys, what's your thoughts on the Warriors and where they end up this season? Uh, I think they'll end up being the NBA champions. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's, Agreed. Yes, that's about it. I like, mean, they're getting all their bad basketball the way now, which is scary. Yeah, and you know when you miss, when you're missing out on Steph Curry, who's like one of the greatest, if not the greatest point guard in the league. Yeah, the greatest scorer of all, yeah, yeah. greatest shooter, shooter of all time. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I mean that, that's going to impact you a little bit, but Denver, quietly incredible, and I think that when if Michael Porter Jr. does play this season. And when they get Isaiah Thomas back, they will, they will virtually be unstoppable. Yeah. I, I truly believe they're that. They're just a, a four-game, one really three. solid team. Yeah, like, they just they don't have like you know that outstanding superstar. Obviously, Denver. Yeah, I mean Jokic is you know unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, they're just a really good team. Like him and Millsap are just they're great. Will Barton, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray. Yeah, the most. I mean, look, there's a uh, there's a big stereotype behind um, a guy that's really not talked about for uh, the Denver Nuggets is Thomas Welsh, a rookie out of UCLA, um, who coaches happen to love. Uh, his college coach said you know, he was the only player that shook the coach's hand and thanked them literally after every practice in college, from the first practice freshman year to the last practice of senior year. You know, and that's something that can't go unlooked, and he hit a three the other night. Kudos to Thomas Welsh. Nice. I guarantee you, none of you in the studio know. Yeah, they played for who UCLA. I know who it is because I just said it. <laughs> I, no, I know. I'm yeah. kidding, Kyle. Come I've on. never heard of this person. Come Come on, on record. Kyle. I thought you were going to say Gary Harris because that was the only guy on the starting lineup. That oh, he's a ball. No. Uh, they're a good team. And then, guys, you look at the Thunder. Who are surprisingly playing a lot better. The Thunder this season. Uh, Stephen Adams has taken the next step up. Paul George without Melo is playing so much better. I love Patrick Patterson on their bench. Having Westbrook and Schroeder in your backcourt is great. Uh, I don't think they're going to go far, but, I, I mean, they may hit the second round, possibly. We'll see. Um, yeah, they got rid of Melo. Now they're good. Yeah, Tell them. What a surprise. Portland, what a surprise. all of a sudden, yeah, if they're starting out great, Portland now sits at, I believe, 13-8. and eight. They're still a solid team. But, um, didn't my, OK, sorry, Tom. Didn't OKC trade Melo for Dennis Schroeder? I believe so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trade Carmelo Anthony for one of the best point guards off the bench in the league. This is my problem with Portland. If Lillard or McCollum has a bad night, they lose. they're they going to have trouble winning. They'll lose by, like, 20. It's not good when it's they're bad. Lillard, McCollum, and Nurkic. That's their big three. That's not good enough. That's not good enough to win in the West. Well, that's that that's good enough to win. Their, their bench is just such a huge drop-off, especially because they lost guys like Ed Davis, Pat Connaughton, Shabazz Napier. They lost all those guys. People are saying it's actually not a drop-off. They're saying Nick Stauskas is better than Pat Connaughton. But does he have the same pass. impact as every single one of those guys that he lost? No. Evan Turner's still there. 
Al Farouk Aminu is a great player to have, and Zach Collins is taking the next step up. But when you're starting Jake Lehman at the three, Jake Lehman. That makes no sense. No knock to Jake Lehman. But Jake Lehman is averaging 16 minutes a game. He's actually shooting 51% from the field, averaging five points a game. But, guys, Jake Lehman is not an, an NBA starter. Come on. I would agree with that. <laughs> we all know who Jake Lehman is. Of course. I, I see him right now. My head. The, Mar- <laughs> the Maryland Terrapins. He was a great player for them. And then in the West, you got the Lakers, Memphis. Uh, did they lose to Brooklyn yet? I believe they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. They tied it up. Oh, wow. Going into overtime. Oh, my bad. Guys, what's so shocking in the West to me is the the three bottom three teams right now. Phoenix is obviously at the bottom at 4-17. and 17. That was expected. The second worst team in the West is the Houston Rockets. Yeah. The third worst team is the San Antonio Spurs. What is going on in, in, in the Western Conference? Well, the third worst team is actually the Utah Jazz, which is still <clears throat> extremely surprising. No, it's Houston, San Antonio, Sacramento, and then Utah. Utah won tonight, 11 Oh, they did win? Oh, so they moved up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you look at it, the, what is it? The 13th seed and the 14th seed are only a game and a half behind the number 8 seed. So, yeah. I mean, it's very close, but... Utah has some help on the way. They have and Kyle Corver. They got a sharp shooter. Have Kyle Corver coming. This is a good team. Uh, you know, I really think they're going to go around where they were last year in the second round. But I, I think they're a year older. They're a year better. You still have young players. Donovan Mitchell. He's having a sophomore slump. Yeah, but he'll he'll get back into a groove. Yeah. Ricky Rubio, not much playoff experience. Jay Crowder, great. Uh, role player favors and go bear Joe Ingles man Ooh, he, he's an underrated guy love him and then um, the guy everybody likes to trash Grayson Allen <laughs> I love Grayson Allen yeah kind of um, love Duke players yeah so that'll do it for the NBA last two minutes of the show sprinkling some college basketball so Duke obviously what are they third now in the yeah, nation third, something third. like that um College basketball is really up and down every year. I'm actually, I will be attending the Jimmy V Classic Tuesday night. Notre nice. Dame will play uh, Oklahoma, and then West Virginia will play Florida. So that should be interesting. Uh, who who are you guys expecting to come out on top this year? Because Gonzaga looked really good against Duke. But, I mean, Duke, I, I still think, like, they're probably the front runners. I mean, yep. right now it's yeah, Gonzaga, yeah. Kansas, Duke. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. Kansas is really good, too. It's going to be Duke. I mean, they just had a horrible shooting night, and they only lost by two points. And they, they scored 82 points, 84 points, yeah. too. And no, it was 87-89. Did yeah. anybody see the game the other night, Louisville against Michigan State? Louisville upset Michigan State at the KFC Yum Center down in Louisville, Kentucky. I mean, yep. that, that was a great game. That was a great game. They had a lot of veterans. Uh, they brought Akoya Gow back after transferring and then coming back. He's now a sixth-year grad student, super senior. <laughs> he started when the year I started college. So very uh, – Happy that Louisville is back on the map now. You I think, know, I think we got to talk about St. John's too. Yeah. I think, I think at least from our area, it could be. I think they could make the tournament this year. At least do good. really well in the Big East. What's their record right now? They're undefeated, six and zero. Wow. And they play in a tournament this weekend. They play Georgia Tech tomorrow. Wow. And also, and Georgia uh, Tech is in the ACC. Yeah. And also, UNC has been terrible this year. Yes, they got blown out by Michigan. Blown out. I love it. St. John's is six and zero in the season, three and zero in the Big East. They're currently ranked second, just behind Xavier. UNC isn't even ranked. Anymore. Well, I don't yeah, think they played Big East play yet. Big East oh, no, play yeah. starts at the end of December. Yeah. So and Villanova 
I mean, you have Villanova, Butler, Georgetown, a lot of big teams. But uh, final thoughts, guys? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm pretty sure Duke is going to wind up coming up, out yeah. on top. Yeah. I mean, there's really Probably. just – Coach K is the best coach in basketball. Yep, College hands basketball. down. Hands down. There's no question. I don't think there's anybody that even stands close, to be honest with you. I mean – Well, at the coaching, no. The recruiting, like, I like uh, Cal Perry. On, yeah. on that note, we'd like Good to thank out. you all for tuning in tonight on our Facebook Live video, our My WCWP stream. On behalf of Kyle Earhart, Mike Dawes, Kyle Russo, I'm Tom Scavetta, wishing you a good evening. Tune in next week when Kyle Russo fills in as the host for the show. You've been listening to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org.